Callan, you could sing us. No, my voice is not. Oh, we're live. That's it. All right, all right. We went on the air. All right. Good evening, everybody. This is uh, if you're listening to this for the first time. This is what's called a fight companion podcast, and what that means is we don't really um, talk about anything that's going to expand your mind, or if we do, it's totally by accident. Okay. We don't talk about. Uh, there's. We I don't spit my wine. We don't have any sponsors. We have caveman coffee T-shirts on. Caveman Coffee's owned by our buddy, Tate Fletcher. And, Caveman. Uh, Keith Jardine, two awesome dudes. Great so that's, dudes. That's I would have worn one as long as it was like medium so I can bust out of it. We might look a little mm. gay if we all got them on. Though. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Two's like, a party. Four's it would look like we were trying time. hard. Um, we can't. We, we're going to go into this podcast. What we're going to do is we're going to watch some old school fights, but we can't, uh, we can't really talk about fights until we talk about our last podcast together because it kind of became... The biggest podcast in the history of MMA. How many views? How many you, views? Can take, you can take oh, kinda out of that sentence. Yeah, it's off the charts. Were the downloads off the charts, Jamie? It's not ours. It's not theirs. It's, a, it's theirs? the fighter and the kid. These fucking people oh, are doing the podcast. Oh, that one. the fighters. Yeah, the oh, I thought it was JRE. No. We no, had no. Oh, we it had, was. We it. just did it in his studio. We had Joe on. Mm. and uh, Wait, it was this studio, but yes. your podcast. Right. Exactly. Huh. And, and so... Joe kind of spoke his mind. Did you sit there? And neither one of us actually. You sat yeah, there. Yeah, I was just. Oh, yeah, and there. and and <clears throat> it's just a chair. <laughs> I think they should have sat there because I watched it. I watched it right. on YouTube, and I thought the whole time it was JRE. Oh, yeah, but that's because it's the same studio. That's yeah. all. If I was sitting yeah. there, it would look like the same show. It no, would just, it there would be, be a red behind me instead no. of a brick. If you had Brian <laughs> behind there, you would go, "What the what the fuck okay. is he doing?" Anyway, so? now Eddie's all concerned <laughs> with the logistics. No, we, and we're, the in, we're in Eddie Bravo. Might be a little high talk, <laughs> <laughs> and shit could go off the rails. <laughs> All I wanted to know was the views. <laughs> How big was it? Well, like, what it kind got of featured in the New Yorker magazine, and it, it got off. Really? Off We're number charts. one on, yeah. on every chart on yeah. iTunes. It Damn, was so it was a blessing in disguise. In, Not, I'm just I'm just. I it, was. <laughs> it was. But it's huge, though. It's huge. It was great for Brian. Right? It was great <laughs> for Brian. No, it was great Well, it was for... great for your podcast, and in a lot of ways... It's an important conversation that needs to be had about MMA and about fighting. Agree. Part of the issue with it was having it, having a really honest conversation in front of the whole world. Yeah. That's part of the issue with it. If I could do it again, I definitely wouldn't have done that. Um, the good part about doing that is that it gets this conversation out there. The bad part about doing that is you took a lot of heat. And I, I feel real bad for that. I feel like I really fucked up for that. And I didn't go into that intending to, like, approach it like that. But it seemed like when we started talking, I started getting worried, more worried that your perception of, like, how the fight went down and the future and what's going on as far as, like, the amount of damage that you've taken is very different than how I see it and how a lot of other people see it. And I think there's a certain number that every fighter has, you know, like a certain amount of times they can get hit, a certain amount of concussions they could face. And if I don't know a guy and I see that, I just know, okay, this guy's chinny, you know, and mm. I've called a lot of fights like that. I've called a lot of fights where I know if this guy gets tagged, he's, his legs are going to go. Mm. You know, we've all seen it. We know, and I've called a lot of fights where a guy is a young, fresh fighter, and then I've called the same guy fighting seven, eight years later, six years later, whatever, and it's a different human being. Mm. Um, it's everyone's choice. 
and I'm not trying to impose anyone's choices or my choices on anyone else, but there's some things that we've talked about. And one of the things that we've talked about before is you, you were talking really open and honestly about some of the losses that you had. And you said, why didn't anybody tell me? You kept saying that. Why didn't anybody tell Somebody me? Somebody should sit this kid down yeah, yeah. and tell him. Why didn't anybody tell me I shouldn't be fighting Noguera? <laughs> my third, <laughs> my yeah. third time out. Yeah, you were like, I thought I was going to kick his ass. I thought, you know, why didn't anybody tell me? And you, you kept saying that it was funny, and you were being self-deprecating. It was kind of a bit, though, right? I, this I guy's joking around. Yeah, yeah. You're being self-deprecating. Yeah. It's very funny, but one of the things that I, you know, you see time and time again about being. Uh, a fighter is that that same kind of belief in yourself that makes you want to get into that fucking cage in front of the world in your underwear and throw bones at some other dude. That same kind of belief in yourself can get in the way if things aren't going right. It's almost like so many fighters like have this ability to put <coughs> blinders on and, mm. and not see the danger and not see the, not see what other, other people are seeing. And <sighs> As as a person who is around it all the time, it gets it gets super disturbing. Like you see it time and time again. You know, one of the best things that Dana White ever did in all the times that I've known him is stop Chuck Liddell from fighting. It's one of the best things mm. he ever did because mm. it was he could have made a fucking fortune off Chuck Liddell. Just pair him up with someone who's not going to knock him out. Pair him up with For some sure. dude who's going to grapple with him. Right. Pair him up with some dude. You know, uh, who's not a not a big striker guy who's a real good wrestler. You know, there's there's guys like that out there. You sure. can find a, a comeback opponent for Chuck and just make ungodly yeah. amounts of money. Rich Franklin was wasn't supposed to be uh, that dangerous on his feet. You know, exactly. what I mean? it was like you'd think, okay, Chuck can outstrike right. Rich Franklin. He's That's going to be an easy one. That's a good good fight for True. Chuck. Right. Rich and then Franklin's what we saw was, is Rich Franklin dropped him, you True. know, and it's it's <clears throat> Joe has seen I, what he's talking about when he sees when he meets all these guys, the new fresh crop from tough. Oh, here's the new guys. I would when I worked with Joe, I would watch tough because uh, it was entertaining, but also to remember all these new guys that I'm going to meet backstage. Sure. I'm going to meet all these. Dude, I worked with the UFC eight years. Yeah. And you meet this new crop, these new fighters, and you feel like you have to be on top of everything. It's embarrassing when one of these new guys from The Ultimate Fighter, season six, season seven, six, eight, they come up to you backstage and you have no idea who they are. There was a couple seasons that I missed, and it's embarrassing, right? Mm. You see them come and go, and Joe really is concerned when... When he see when he meets a guy and they come in and like he sees like man how much damage is this gonna take uh, is this guy gonna be one of the elite that make it through or is he gonna be like most fighters that don't go all the way through and then they, wow. they go through some they go yeah. through some tough times and all that I I see the exact same thing but I look at it just a little bit different because I. I think, hey man, you know it's dangerous. You're getting in the in the octagon. If you wanna, if you wanna put your brain in jeopardy, go for it. I look at it as why these guys came in and why they got cut. Like when you look at all these fighters that get, why did he get cut? Why did he lose that last fight that got him cut? I'm always looking at what who his trainers were, what his training was, what his jujitsu was like, who was he training with his wrestling and, and for wrestling and striking and what went wrong there. And because most people that come into the UFC, they don't even get to the main card. 
Yeah. Most people are, don't, aren't even aware of these hundreds of fighters sure. that come through, never make it to the main card, and they're gone. They're cut. You, uh, you lose two fights in a row in the prelims, they're going to cut you generally, right? Mm-hmm. But you know how many wins you have to line up in a row to get to the main card, especially if you're under 170? You have to put like eight or nine wins True. together before. It's like, it's like getting, getting into the UFC, getting signed by the UFC is easier than going from the prelims to the main card. And, and it seems like the, back, the easy part happened. You got signed at the UFC. Here comes the hard part. Let's see you last. And I was going to say to piggyback on that, and I think what you were saying and what I took away from it was, was the fact that, look, to get to the <clears throat> belt, you are going to have to take a certain number of fights. And just because of the way this sport is, you're going to take damage no matter who you are. And the question is, is it worth it? And you were speaking specifically to Brennan. Is it worth it to go go through that journey, go through that journey, and possibly do real damage to yourself when there's a bridge to cross? That and and I that I, I took. I think that's a question that every fighter has to ask themselves. Um, and I think it requires being very honest with yourself. So that's kind of what I. That that's what I why I thought the conversation was very relevant to anybody. Who is in in combat sports? Look at your <clears throat> look at your brain this way, okay? Pretend your brain is a rock that you're going to carve a sculpture out of, mm. okay? And you're chipping. You want to do if you have one sculpture that you can make for, with your whole life with this brain. You want to make the very best sculpture possible. You can't chip too much shit away from it and then try to put rock back on. It doesn't work. You only have a certain amount of rock to work with, and I look at fighting in the same way. You have a certain amount of brain that you could take damage with before you you start seeing weird shit with guys. You start seeing guys get knocked out by punches that look like nothing. You start seeing guys, uh, just a normal shot that they would have taken. You saw this with Chuck. In his early career, he would have eaten that thing like candy and just blasted you right in the face like it was nothing. It was very demoralizing when guys would fight Chuck because they would clip him right in the chin and he would just fucking break your face in. Jeez. I mean, he just was so tough, so tough and so mean. You know, when Chuck, I mean, he's a very nice guy, but when he's competing, he was just ferocious. And he was also known for having an incredible chin. <clears throat> incredible chin. Incredible chin. He went from having one of the best chins in the game and we saw it. To man, he he went through what most fighters go through. A lot of fighters, they they go through their career and they try to piece things together as it goes along. Try to get well, you know, maybe I should uh, you know work with more wrestlers, and maybe I should uh, work with uh, a good kickboxing coach. Or it's ever. I believe, I really strongly believe in this. That in the future, we're going to have every fighter is going to have like a Matt Hume or a Faraz Zahabi or a guy like that who's like a maestro, mm. a guy who looks at you his own objectively. Creator. And those are the best guys at it, in my opinion. Those two guys. There's a few other guys. Like John Crouch is great at it, but a guy who looks at you objectively and <clears> finds <throat> what's wrong, what's right, and moves you into position slowly gets you fights with the right caliber opponent and gets you to a place where you need to be. Very few guys have the luxury of that. Very few guys ever get to that. And I think that along the way, a lot of guys take some damage in training that's unnecessary or that they could have avoided. They And then, you know, you, you, you factor in life. You know, you factor in, like with you especially, you factor in how many years of football? 20. How many times do you think you got your bell rang in 20 years of football? 
Maybe six. That's it? Yeah. Like flatlined or just no. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, how many times you got hit in the head. The other thing that goes on in football that's really crazy that people don't think about is chest. When you're going chest, when you get hit in the chest, it seems like an impact that's just on your chest. But a, a large amount of concussions, even concussions that wind up in depression, are from chest injuries, from getting hit in the body. Because your brain, <clears throat> your, yep. your neck you get, snaps boom, back? Yeah. You, you snap back your head. Mm. Even though you're not getting hit in the head, your brain smashes around inside of your head, and it causes some serious injury to the brain. And they're, they're doing all these different tests on, like, like what is important? Is it head contact? Is it head moving? A lot of soccer players yeah. have issues yeah. with uh, CTE as yep. they get older from heading the ball, or just right. heading a fucking rubber do ball they in practice. Head it that much doesn't wow. matter. Wow. It's not. It doesn't. It's not. It's yeah. They do a lot, but it's a matter of that just jolt, that, like, that thump, that jolt, mm. that sharp jolt. It's your brain moving around inside of your head, and. It's not designed for that, and at a certain, it has a certain amount of those you can give it, and then it just starts going. It's like a fucking transmission that you just, you know, jam into fucking first when you're on the highway. After a while, it's that thing is just like, whoa, hey, 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 gears start breaking, shit starts falling off. If I didn't know you and you were just another fighter and you asked me for advice, I'd probably be a lot nicer about how I gave you that advice. Mm. I I did that because I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. I did that because. I'm seeing you're a smart dude. You're a funny dude, and you're you're like fun to be around. We're not gonna if go. If that with goes it. away, no, 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 no. Listen, we're, we're in a good place. If that <laughs> if that goes away, if that goes away, I would be horrified. I'd be fucking horrified. I would have a real problem. I've had problems calling fights with people I barely know, and then I see them get to that point where they're, they're, they, they start slurring and they start having a hard time. I see it in interviews. I see them like struggle in interviews. I go, ooh, look at him. And sometimes it's just a guy's tired. That's possible. Shit, if you catch me, if I'm really tired you know, and someone interviewed me, I bet I'd probably look like I was You can tell the difference up. usually. You can usually, but... <clears throat> There's there's just a thing that happens where I go fuck, he's gone, mm. you know. And I've I've seen too many guys, man. I've seen too many guys. I've seen a bunch. Fighting is fucking dangerous as shit, but it's more dangerous when you're not considering the danger. It's like, you know, T.J. Grant, guy who's fighting for the lightweight title, has a title shot lined up, smashing everybody, and it looks fantastic. Has one concussion, and all of a sudden he can't he can't recover from this fucking concussion. He's got like this year-long headache. He's Jesus. all fucked up. Tries to get back. Every time he tries to get back to the gym, tries to start training again, fucks him up again. And he's like, this might, you know, he's, he's trying to figure out what to do. He's like, this might be over. He was in line for a title shot a year and a half ago, something like wow. that. A year and a half ago, yeah. 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 And then the guy who, was fight, who fought before he got that shot for the title is Gray Maynard. Now, Gray Maynard, Gray Maynard is a fucking animal. Guy comes off tough, tough wrestler, hard puncher, you know, but goes through these wars. He's got wars with Frankie Edgar. He started off with a great chin, too. Yeah. And then, you know, they saw the last fight with Nate Diaz. He gets tagged, and he just, his body freezes. You could tell. You could see it in his face. His body freezes. And you're like, this guy just is not taking shots the way he used to take Mm -hmm. them. You know, and maybe he's okay. Maybe, you know, he went into that fight. That's the other thing. Guys go into fight with injuries already. Like you were talking about um, your fight with Ben Rothwell. The UN that fight we were talking about on the podcast. You got tagged by Carwin in training up to that. Yep. 
and you're going in already diminished. Mm-hmm. You're going in like with a weakened chin already. Where you, you know, if somebody tags you, you're already. It's like you hurt your knee. Somebody gets you a knee bar and your knee's tweaked already. Like you're fucked. <clears throat> that's that's the same way with everything. It's the what same do you want to do, whole body. Brandon? I mean, are, have you decided? Are you like on the fence? Or are you for sure fighting? <clears throat> for sure fighting. Oh, okay. Not even up for discussion. Yeah. I would. I, I mean, would, you guys can keep talking yeah, about. It. Yeah, for at, sure. At, at this point, at this point, that's defensive, um, Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that tone. No, I'm, I'm just. You <laughs> know, yeah, at this point, it would be about. I think uh, it's it's it, if <clears throat> Brian started hanging out with any other fighter who just jo- got into the UFC, whoever it was. There's a good chance, 80% chance, I would say, that we'd be going through the exact same thing at, at, at mm-hmm. whenever uh, that person's career, you know, yep. whenever there was like two or three losses mm-hmm. and there are big losses, bam. That would mean if you're around Brian, that means Joe likes you too and we're, you're hanging out and he gets to know you and, and he's just, it really is, I, I know you know this, it really is just him like loving you. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. No, I know. That's but why I, don't, for, I take zero offense. For me, for me, I'm like, man, if you want to still fight, this is what I think. I think you, if you just say fuck the brain injury, I don't give a shit. I'm going, I'm going for it. I'm a fucking savage, and this is what I was born to do. I don't care if my brain starts going bad at, in, nope. at 50. If you're going to do that, then this is, this is what I would say. You should have said a, that. He just went. <laughs> just, I was hoping just, to get out of here scot free. Yeah. Every, every now and then, every now and then, someone, uh, some fighters ask me for advice what what they should do, and and everything that he said about like you know like your footwork, for example, and you're kind of lunging with your punches. Yeah. Obviously, you're not as smooth as Anderson Silva on your feet. That's yeah. obvious. The goal, I would say, if you're going to keep going, okay, let's fucking get that footwork and the movement uh, uh, down. Let's strive to move like, I mean, uh, you know, John Jones. Whatever John Jones is throwing, however he's moving, maybe you'll never be John Jones, but you strive to – for excellence, maybe you get halfway there, but you're in, in your pursuit. You get seventy percent of the way there. But I think you're a, you're a tremendous athlete. You play football. You can do anything. I'm. I think you know. Just critiquing your last fights, like spend extra time getting your footwork professional. Rocky three, Rocky Balboa, Mister T. Watch that movie. You, you know what Don't I mean. Watch a lot Rocky of those Balboa. movies. He just went off watch the rails. Watch that fucking movie, <laughs> no, bro. I've seen the fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, watch it again. I'm, I'm not a watch terrorist. it again, bro. Remember, we that, talked that whole about movie it. was about about him getting his footwork together. Yeah. That, yeah. that's what the whole movie was. He gets his footwork together and then he beats Mister T. Yeah, get you can get smooth if you remember. It anybody can do it if, if you pay attention to Fabricio Verdun, for instance. Right now, he's a killer striker with great footwork and great movement. He's fucking people up, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like that for a while. He was the classic jujitsu guy, True. like Haja Gracie when he came out. Super good jujitsu guy that had zero stand up, and they're they you don't know if they could take one punch. They're really shaky they're trying to get the fight to the match they lose lose some decisions they get taken down you know they they really don't have anything to offer on their feet right so but then you what Fabricio Verdum did that most other jiu-jitsu fighters didn't do a lot of jiu-jitsu fighters they poked in into the MMA world now you know what this is gonna take way too long it's way too scary and I'm gonna open up an academy and fucking make money just with jiu-jitsu a lot of guys that did that yeah. and and some jiu-jitsu guys have you know they they lasted a few fights but they could never get their stand-up together they it was started looking okay but then it was just could never and then they didn't have the wrestling to take down these wrestlers so they're stuck standing and they can't take these wrestlers down and they're not that pro pulling guard so they get caught in this mess and then they get cut 
in the UFC, out the UFC. All these black belts, in, out, in, out, in, out. Fabricio Verdum, in, out. But you know what? He stuck it out. He stuck it out, kept working on his footwork, kept working on his strikes, the power and the combinations. Look at Fabricio Verdum now. He stuck it's it out. Pe- it. People don't remember those dark ages. He started him. working oh, with Cordero, right? He wasn't, he wasn't yeah, that good. Feel, yeah. His stand-up wasn't that good, <laughs> no. and it takes so long. I just think you you got to get the ultimate stand-up coach you could find and yeah. it's just like Rocky 3 the focus on let's and then work with um, I would just just as a, someone who's giving movie. you advice well, this- find the best wrestler uh, wrestling team go to the Colorado <clears throat> and get your wrestling on try to strive for Olympic level you might not get there but you're yeah. an athlete you can get you could be an amazing wrestler you could be an amazing striker yeah. you think you can't throw all those spinning kicks and heel kicks yes you can you just got to practice you can do anything you want every time every time we've had discussions like that it seems like you you think um that a lot of techniques are just for certain people for their body types i believe you can do anything you want i believe you can i I, I paid him before he walked in no seriously this is the real this is the real and then and then the jujitsu the jujitsu you need to not to to release the stuff that's that that's that's hold whatever is keeping you from Opening your mind to the best possible jujitsu. Have you seen Ben Saunders' his last fight with yeah. Joe Riggs? Yep. Joe Riggs, he hurt his neck from a takedown. Yeah, but did that. you see how Ben Saunders was about to eat him up? Right away. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, his You nasty. can do that. Yeah. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. You could do all that. Ben Saunders came down for three weeks, and I ran it. People are going to be shocked when they see him. When they fight. If that fight wouldn't have ended, oh, man. The position we worked on, Joe Riggs just fell right into it. He he was about to light him up with amazing guard work. Uh, ben Saunders, a lot of guys have come through my gym, and I have a lot of great fighters, but Ben Saunders is the only fighter ever that I ever worked with that came to me a Ricardo Laborio black belt. He's already good at, on the ground, and he's already, he has a lot of MMA experience, and he's a great striker with super long legs. He's 6'3", but he's has the legs. For, his legs are insane and super flexible. <laughs> I, someone just gave me the, if I said, it, it was perfect. They gave me a guy to get his rubber guard together who's already a dangerous striker, long and lanky, super flexible, already a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Man, Ben Saunders is, uh, is, uh, is, is going to shock the world. And I believe, I believe, you give me three weeks, just come to my gym, yeah. I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. Uh, you, you, still, you know, I'm not saying leave Henner Gracie, just train with Henner. He's got a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Henner Gracie has great stuff. He's the great grandson of Helio, come on. Give me a break. He's very super knowledgeable, right? Uh, all, but you can always add to your game. You could always add weapons. And that's the mindset I believe every fighter should have, including you. Always say, what weapons can I add in wrestling? Yeah. Oh, I'm done with the wrestling? You're not done with the wrestling. You need more setups. You need a, to a master wrestling off the fence and really turn that into an art. On jiu-jitsu, there's so much you can oh, add. Yeah. Dude, there's so much you can add. Talk to Ben Saunders. Talk to Tony Ferguson. Yeah. When guys actually open their mind and come through, man. My, my my team, you know, we're all working together to come up with the best possible jujitsu for MMA we're, possible. We're getting a little off track. I I, I agree with you and on all points. But well, it's about <clears throat> his jujitsu. Brennan has really good jujitsu. Um, you definitely could benefit you to work your guard. But you're striking. If I had to say one thing to you, we, we talked about um, this before uh, or right after the Arlovsky fight. I'm like, you got to go and do like some hardcore. 
like go to some like really elite gym and have a guy like Henry Hooft or have a guy like Rob Kamen or have Dwayne Ludwig have someone work with you for a long time. Have someone tighten up all You're young. How old are you? 30. Dude, you're young. You could take a year or two off and just say, I'm going to come back. 30 is fuck. 30 is fuck. (laughs) 30 30 is is young as fuck. (laughs) You look like you're 24, dude. And you're in great shape. It wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, if I read tomorrow that you you wrote a blog and you said, you know what? I decided I'm going to take two years off to get my striking to the... I'm not going to come back until my striking look beautiful. I'm, I'm going to go to Thailand for fucking six months or whatever. Yeah. Just the focus, the focus should be the footwork and the, the combos and, and the, the arsenal, the leg kicks, the flying well, knees. Brendan, what you, what's your thoughts on the podcast and the aftermath and all that shit? Because we're just talking at you here. Yeah. Um... I don't know where to start. I mean, uh, I, b- people think I was like offended, or they thought we were mad at each other. And that it couldn't be further from the truth. Like I, I know you're looking out for me. It's all this love. the only reason. Yeah, I, I know this. I wasn't mad in the least bit. There's maybe five people in this world who could talk to me that way, and I wouldn't try and kill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, you're one of them. And uh, I don't know, man. During the, it, it's tough to listen to. You know, it's tough to listen to. When people are like, "Oh, you took it great." Nah, man. I didn't know what to do. I, I wish I could take that credit. I was, Trying not to cry, to be honest. That's why I was just going, uh, uh-huh. Because I was literally, if I would have said more than that, I would have just started crying. And then people are texting me, like, my brother's like, dude, just fucking leave. This is brutal. I'm like, well, I can't do that. What the hell well, your brother do? also told you that he agreed with me. Yeah. It was like, I, but he, he agrees as far as he, he, he thinks I can be champ. I could fight for a title, but he thinks that I could make more money being a, doing podcasts in my shows. But he's also worried about you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, I don't want to see you get punched in the face. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't think I'm like washed up and all shitty. Like you really could become like you guys together, especially as a team. You guys could become a huge force. That's the other thing. Like, like you're hilarious. Like doing doing this doing the podcast with you is by by far the biggest thing we've ever done, and. Just the notoriety and the the amount of love I get now is insane. Like I I was walking down the street uh, from Starbucks and these construction workers, three of them came up to me and gave me a big hug. Like, don't ah. stop, man. We love you, man. Don't stop. <laughs> like it's it's insane. And then you see the article in the New Yorker. I mean, it's just the well, that's what the, the irony... amount of coverage we got from. Yeah. And honestly, when I left here, I text Brian right away. I said, "We're not posting that, man. I'm super embarrassed. I'm crying right now. Do not post that." And I got home again, cried some more, and I was like, I, I think you and I started talking, and uh, I was like, we probably should post it, because in an unselfish way, I've had a lot, I'm not going to mention names, I've had a lot of fighters reach out to me who are like, thanks, dude, like that that went a long ways, man, I needed to hear that, I can't believe you stood and took it like a man, blah, 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 so I have these people who are in the business reaching out to me now. And I have big shoulders, man, I have thick skin, I have big shoulders for a reason, because I can take all this shit, you know what I'm saying, it, it it, I took it as you just reaching out to me. So and we we spoke about. Hold on, you know, let, we had, him talk, let him talk. I was going to tell you what he said about. We talked about releasing it, and you kind of said this is part of this is part of my thought process. This is part of the experience of fighting, and that's why he kind of decided why hide this. Let's let let this out there well, and get the debate out. I, there, I talk know? about uh, on our podcast like it's like a, a journey. Like the reason the show's so big and the reason why. When you do a show, I walk in, people are cheering Big Brown. You know, it's insane, man, when I, when I go to anything. So 
the reason why is because they're on this journey with me. Like, they care. Like, they literally care about me. So I talk about signing a fight. I talk about getting the Travis Brown fight, how excited I am. I talk about going through training camp and the buildup, how excited and nervous and scared. And then after the fight, win or lose, they're still a part of this journey, so I'm just going to leave it. And this was a huge part of it, good or bad. It, it does. I think it does wonders for not only me but other fighters out there or football. I've had football guys reach out to me. I had a ton of people reach out to me and thank me for having that conversation, both fighters, trainers, uh, former fighters, just across the board. You know, so many people don't want to have that conversation. They just don't because we all know it's real and it's the monster in the room that nobody talks about. You, you know what it has done, though? It's uh, like, you know, obviously you're a powerful dude, but I don't think you realize on when you say something, these fucking people jump on it, man. But it's opened up a weird door because people don't realize that you and I are good friends. They think, you know, I, they see me on here, whatever, six times a year, whenever the fuck I'm here. So they think we're just whatever. And you call my fights in the UFC. So it's opened up this door where, like, the fucking guy at uh, uh, Bennigan's or whatever, IHOP, my waiter's like, yeah, man, heard the podcast. I think um, <laughs> I think, I think, you might want to give it up. Oh, God. <laughs> like, for yeah, sure. Everybody starts sure, with I think. Yeah, for <laughs> sure go get my double stack. But thanks, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so it's opened up a weird door, man, where it, I'm, I'm telling oh. you, I've had close family and friends, like, well, what you need to do? They think because I took the advice, and everyone mm. thinks I took it well when I was just trying not to cry. They they offer me the advice now where they've never been a fight in their life. Like uh, at a family member go, I just don't get why you don't do two week camps. I mean, you do these eight week camps, you seem overtrained. Let's just go two weeks and then people are giving you that kind of advice. Well, sure, it's because it's, it's because they suck down to two hundred five. Why do they, they come they, up they, with a two week camp? No one's ever said that. No, it's insane. They've never <laughs> been in a fight. Can you but, make two hundred five? I don't know. Uh, one day, somebody, Not somebody, what do you somebody want close at? to him said, "Go down to two hundred five and fight in February." <laughs> he was like, hmm. "Dude, Dude so get, it's opened up. It's opened up this door where people are like, oh, shopping Kurt likes this. I'm just going to give him advice. Uh, Listen, if you're changing my oil, for sure, don't give me fighting advice. So it's open like that door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's whatever. People love you though. We're good. Well, people love me. I, I, I've had a conversation with Dwayne and. Uh, Listen, I've had, I've had conversations with people that don't like you, and I say, it's because you don't know him. That's it. I'm yeah. like, if you know him and you don't like me, to take a page out of Brendan Schaub, lose my number. <laughs> if you know him and you don't like him, if you know Brendan Schaub and you don't like him, if, I don't know if I said that right, but don't, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. You're a real nice guy. And, yeah. you know, and I think that's one of the hard things about, um, being in a position where you're um, you're exposed to the public because you're just going to get a bunch of opinions. You're going to I get it no matter what. Anything I talk about, it's uh, it's one of the weirdest things. Like you'll be in line at Starbucks and someone will try to bring up some shit that happened to you, like some personal shit from like yeah. ten years ago or something, and mm -hmm. they'll talk to you about it. Like, yeah, I heard you bringing you talking about this and that and blah blah. blah. Like, dude, I'm just trying to get a coffee and get For out reals. of here. We're not going to go into some weird shit about my dad. You know, <laughs> just I don't know you. This is crazy. Just because I talk about some shit but on a podcast. But they do know you, and and I think sort of. I mean, in a way, yes. Yeah. In a way, yes. They do. But you don't know someone unless they know you too. Yeah. You do know them, but you don't know them in terms of like how you guys interact with each other, right. especially if. Not accusing these people of being clueless, but if you run into a clueless person, they, they think they have this idea of who you are, mm -hmm. you know, based entirely on your interactions with other people. They're not taking into account how that person would react to you 
Like, yeah. you know, you think you have this idea of who the fuck Brian Callen is and how to fix Brian Callen. But Brian Callen would be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. How about you look in the mirror, motherfucker? <laughs> you know, you're talking That's all right. this shit about me. Why don't you look at yourself? Like, That's this right. is a crazy conversation to but, have. And but you're not qualified to be doling out advice to Brian Callen. That's why know? podcasts are, are so big and that's why people buy in because those same people are going to listen to every show you do. What it, Rogan says, Brendan Schaub needs this. They're, listen, I run into them. They're like, yeah, man, you need to do this. Rogan you know what said. it is, man? It's a numbers thing. It's a numbers thing. I mean, you're dealing with millions of people now. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with millions of people, you're going to run into a certain amount that are just crazy and a certain amount that overstep boundaries and a certain amount that are just getting real nervous around you. And they, they, they talk out of character when they're around you. They yeah. would never Loud be like and that. They, yeah, they, get extreme. they don't know what to do, yeah. especially if they're drinking. Yeah, how many fucking drunk dudes have got me in bear hugs and picked me up? Sure. and That's fucking crazy. Drag me over to their friends. I mean, people lose their shit. Yeah. They don't know what to do. They you're get like drunk. A, they've grown up with you in a way. They, they, in like some you're a way. prop. You're in a some prop. way, yeah. They get drunk, and you know, it's just it's overwhelming. And I've I've experienced it. I've been lit up before, and I met someone that I really admire. And I'm like, whoa, this sure. fucking guy. And you know, you you know, if you the, the only them, time I ever experienced anything close to real fame. <laughs> Was when I did one episode of Sex in the City when it was the biggest show, and I walked through New York City, and I am I am not I was with Jimmy Burke, and I am not exaggerating. Literally every woman that came by, every woman was like, "Oh my God, you were so funny last night." I started dragging Jimmy into bars just to see, just to have this experience. I was like, and girls would get drunk. They dragged me, and I was a prop. I was basically a prop. They didn't know my name or anything, but just that, I was that on sounds my cool. Show. But we're talking about dudes. We're talking about <laughs> dudes. Literally, yeah, for sure, being on Sex in the City is <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah, for well, sure, your story's way better. Yeah. I'm talking where I'll go places, <laughs> and guys will think because I'm a fighter, they'll hit me. Oh god! Like holy shit. Shop and hit me. I'm like, what the fuck? I know. Yeah. You don't hit me, man. I don't like to get hit. <laughs> How many times have people asked you to take pictures choking them? I get those. I, m- mine's more of a punch. A punch. So I'm like, I do a terrible choke just so they can't sue me. <laughs> yeah. I go like this. Yeah. People, well, you know, the UFC actually told people to not take pictures with people while choking them because Chuck Liddell and Matt Hughes both got sued. I tell this to people when they ask me to take a picture, choking them in a picture, I say, I I literally can't. I've been told not to. It's a good scam. Can you take a picture of me choking me? Yeah. Well, a a guy did it with Matt Hughes, listen to this, and the guy was a fucking bad cop. The guy was a fucking dirty cop. So he takes his picture with Matt Hughes. Matt is choking him in the picture. You know, and, and look, Matt's a fucking hard ass and a, and a wrestler and a, yeah. a, one of the greatest welterweight world champions ever. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure he fucking really choked this dude. Like, all right, dude. Gorilla strong, you wanna, too. You wanna, yeah, country fucking farmer strong. Yeah. It's like, all right, dude, you want to get silly? <clears throat> Just fucking gave him the clamp down. But he didn't hurt the guy. At the, wor- the very least, the guy got it. He got to experience what it feels like to get choked by a fucking world champion. So this guy goes and he files this lawsuit because he's got the photo of Matt Hughes choking him. Meanwhile, everybody around says the guy asked Matt Hughes to choke him in the picture. And then they start looking into this dude because the dude's suing Matt Hughes. And they find out he's dirty. He's doing all sorts of illegal shit. And now the guy's in jail. Oh, boy. Guy went to jail oh because of that. So don't Jesus. choke people in pictures. And then Chuck Liddell wound up, I believe, I might be talking out of school here, but I'm almost positive he settled. I'm almost positive they had to settle because it was some stupid number, like ten thousand, and the lawyer's like, "Look, you're gonna spend twenty five grand fighting this." Right. I bet they use Give that commercial. He does that uh, oil filter commercial, whatever it is, where he's just Auto like, Zone or he, some shit. Yeah, it's way just before like this that. Monster just burr. no. This is a long time ago. This is a long time ago. This <laughs> is like a. while he was a world champion. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Yeah, it happens all the time. So what do you what do you want to do? What's your plan? 
how, how are you going to uh, rebound from this? Uh, make some changes, switch some things up. I'll go over it probably off air what I'm going to do, but uh, just make some changes camp wise, coach wise, and um, just focus on my weaknesses and get better, man. Work hard, and then uh, I'll fight again at heavyweight. I would imagine uh, mid next year. And what helps me right now, you know, yeah, I'm in a dark place, but uh, our podcast, Firing the Kid, and doing stuff like this really helps me, man. So I'm focused on the podcast. I've wrote a couple of new segments, and uh, if you can keep this guy. In line, like you guys make them show up, and you guys work together. Still, you guys are a great team. It's yeah. a hilarious. We have a team. great time. It's a hilarious team. You have like a man. Very Brian is. I, I count on Brian. You know, I mean, I goof on Brian all the time. But when when I had this opportunity to go hunting for that show, Meat Eater, it's only one guy I called because I know that Brian would go camping. He'll fucking he'll he'll sleep in the snow. Yeah. Like he's he just he just can go through shit. He ain't calling me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I call Eddie Bravo. <laughs> this Eddie Bravo be like, dude, you can go to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. I'll flake. Like, you know, I'll say yes. Yeah. Just, I don't wanna, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear down. Bro. I'll bear down. Yeah, Brian's the Brian is there for you too, and Brian is also never angry at you and never in a bad mood. He's never. a very unique guy. He's a very unique guy. You know, like Eddie Bravo and I. I love Eddie. He's my but. brother. These guys are both. They're both. <laughs> my brothers but eddie the difference between them is like eddie can get upset at people about shit but i've never seen you upset at anyone in my life mm-hmm. where you're like fuck that guy man <laughs> for whatever reason whatever you have in you you have this weird thing in you man where you just you're like a duck water just rolls off your back yeah. shake that shit <laughs> and can, you keep on going and i it's, can't stay it's, mad it's yeah, dude ever. it's an amazing positive quality because eddie and i are very similar in a way we're both really nice but deep deep down inside we have some weird resentment shit because of our dads yeah. you know yeah, there's like strong, this yeah. anger shit we both have mm-hmm. we both have this weird abandonment anger shit where we're like you know fuck the world you know but it's also one of the reasons why we're brothers it's like you know when i'm like the same with you man when we met each other we became best friends like instantaneous i know you know with you and with eddie it was exactly the same thing right like you you could sleep in my house you could do whatever the fuck you want to do you want to borrow my car you know it's instantaneously because yeah. we have this you know you know i know when dudes are are real you mm-hmm. know i know when no one's gonna fuck me i know i know when i when you have love for someone and you know it's reciprocated and you know I would do anything for you you know that mm-hmm. and i would do anything for you and i would do anything for you it's yeah. a I, I really would so being in this situation where you're watching someone and they're they're going down a path that you like, God damn it, there's a fucking cliff. How do I tell them there's a fucking cliff at the end of this shit? There's a fucking cliff. There's a goddamn cliff. And especially <laughs> as someone, but yeah, but you know what? Like you could you could rebound from a lot of this shit. Yeah. As someone who's a, a a mixed martial arts fighter, it's a fucking crazy cliff because it's. It just goes, yeah, just no drops off, and there's no pillow at the bottom. Mm. There's no airbag, and there's ways around that fucking cliff. You know, Matt Hughes, perfect example. Matt Hughes, you talked to him today, he's sharp as a tack. Yep. He's fine. He's fine. And he was never a great striker. You know, he never got knocked out, uh, or he, he got knocked out in the, in the cage a couple of times, but he never really knocked anybody out other than Henzo Gracie, mm-hmm. like standing. Everything yeah. was like him taking guys down, ground and pounding them. You know, but he, you know, he got knocked out by BJ. He got knocked out by Pele way back in the day. You know, he stopped by a few guys. George St. Pierre stopped him. GSP, yeah. um, you know, he fought some really fucking badass dudes. But to this day, he's fine. Mm-hmm. I talk to Matt all the time at he, events. He was one of those guys that said, okay, That's it. I had a good run. 
These new dudes, holy shit, I'm actually going to have to learn how to strike to compete with these guys? (laughs) Fuck that. I'm out. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) See ya. Well, you know, there's just everybody has, like I said, you have a rock. We're all born with a rock. Different people's rocks are different size. Mark Hunt's rock is as big as his fucking room. You know, he's got a different size rock. Some guys have a rock that's like really small, man. Some guys rock like you got to be careful with your sculpture. Mm -hmm. You're designing something and you should design that to the best of your possible abilities. And with you, you're a very high profile dude, not just because of the UFC, but now because of the podcast, you have the opportunity. I mean, you could get guys who would be more than happy to take partial credit for turning your striking around, for turning you into an elite kickboxer. Yeah. Dwayne Ludwig is the motherfucking man, dude. I mean, I never met a guy who's more obsessed with taking fighters and turning them into, like, prodigies based on all of the information that he has in his head. He's texted me several times. Actually, right right before we came in here, I talked to him. And we've talked about it. Dwayne and I have talked about you, too. You know, and Dwayne and I talked about you before I brought him in to work with you. I brought him in to work with you. Because I have a deep, tremendous respect for Dwayne's knowledge and also his obsession. Dwayne's a nut. Really? He's yeah, a nut. He's you get that footwork, you get that TJ Dillashaw footwork together, you can do that. It's just going to take a lot of work, but yeah. you, anybody could do it. Well, Don't not only that, Dwayne, is, Dwayne doesn't sugarcoat jack shit. Mm-hmm. Dwayne won't sugarcoat any. He won't even sugarcoat sugar. You know, Dwayne's like, that's plenty of sugar. It is what it is. You know, I love you. You're my motherfucker. But this is wrong. You're lifting your back foot up off when you're throwing right hands. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Mm-hmm. Like Dwayne will go and then you do it right. You're like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Like he'll he'll give you all the positive reinforcement when you do it right. But if you do it wrong, Dwayne wants a shit in your mouth. You know, he doesn't he doesn't give a fuck. You know, he's a guy who's a, fought for world titles in kickboxing, was an elite MMA fighter for a long time, you know, has been down, he's been up, he's been KO'd, he's KO'd guys, he's been submitted, seen it all. Yeah. How crazy would it be if Dwayne Ludwig got his shit together where he's coming out looking smooth? That would be amazing. You know, it's all all just about numbers, and and I, I always say that fighting in a lot of ways is like having a conversation. Someone could shout you down. You know, someone, if you don't know how to deal with it, someone can shout you down. But if you know how to deal with it and someone tries to shout you down, you'll like, you'll slip away and then they'll get tired of shouting you down and you go, what did you just say now? What did you just say? You basically said nothing. And here's why you said nothing. Because you're a fucking idiot. And this is why you're a fucking idiot. And then you start hitting them with all these words that they don't know mm-hmm. and all these sentences they couldn't possibly form. And you, you barrage them with a, a verbal assault of intelligence and of of articulation that they're not capable of. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, fighting is like that. There's some guys that could storm out of the gate and they have one technique and they throw it at you and they fucking... But if you're skilled, you move and you slip and you slide and eventually you start Anderson Silva in a motherfucker. Like when Anderson Silva fought Stefan Bonner. Mm-hmm. One of the best examples. So crazy. He's like, force a guy... Or Forrest Griffin. Both yeah. of them are good. Both Stephen Bonner was crazy because he backed his body up against the cage. So oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Me and, with Forrest, though. With yeah. Him. Oh, yeah. Well, he just oh, let Forrest. Yeah. Perfect example in another way in that Forrest got KO'd those times in training. He got knocked out twice in training. He did, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Was, you know, I'm sure had people telling him to not fight. You know, I mean, I'm sure. he. It's just what, you know, also... Forrest is a good example of a guy who won a world title, came off the Ultimate Fighter, got fed immediately to the dogs. I mean, he was fighting like elite guys, 
you know, like right off the bat. And then you look at Forrest now. I mean, Forrest, is, he's physically in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Like he can't even brush his teeth with his right hand. He's talked about it pretty openly. His body's like really fucked up. His shoulders. He's taking a lot of punishment to the head. He was, he was a big dude to cut 205, though. Fuck he's yeah, about he was. my size, if not bigger. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's big a big boy. dude. Oh, yeah. So cutting down for that many years really <clears throat> Guess who else up. is? John motherfucking Jones. Jones walks around 230 all the time. Does when, he really? Yeah, when John Jones is, uh, you know, like when he carries around. <sighs> well, do you get your body fat measured? What's your body fat? I was 14% last time. Was yeah. it really? Yeah. How long was that ago? Uh, who's eight, d- eight weeks ago? How do they do it? They submerging you? Uh, it's with some some body composition machine that like mm-hmm. scans your body. Ah, interesting. Some fancy ass thing. Wait, I would have thought you'd have been higher than that because I'm seventeen percent. I was seventeen or fifteen percent. But heavyweights, you know, You're tend to like lean. Mark Hunt. You're pretty lean. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, I think my head is fat. Yeah, fat man. Got a fat head, pants. <laughs> Who's that's bigger, Mine or Joe's? Ugh, it's all in my got dick. Both, you got a couple big heads. <laughs> Big, All my big noggins. Uh, probably Bravo, actually. Bravo's yeah, got Bravo. A giant head. I got. I put my head next to Dean Lister's <laughs> head. Dean Lister's head. known. He's world renowned for the size of his head. Yeah. <laughs> we took a picture. He's of world renowned. He's world renowned. <laughs> my head's bigger than Dean Lister's. Stipe Miocic has got a good size head. He has right? a good noggin on. I won't Stipe shave my head a because of size that. Noggin. Yeah, he's got a. What did you think watching that fight? What a goddamn slobber knocker. Stipe and Junior Dos Santos. I didn't know how they could take that much punishment. Speaking of punishment, I, 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 don't know how I thought did. JDS looked stiff. Yes. Well, you know what? He looked bigger. What's weird is that yeah. he weighed. Yeah, he yeah, looked yeah. really. He big. weighed the same. He weighed around around two forty. I think he might have been leaner. Like he looked more shredded in this. The, no, he I just think. looked like he looked Perhaps. bigger. He looked yeah. bigger. I thought he looked bigger, bigger too, yeah. but he might have been leaner. How about and John that, Fitch's body? Did you see John? That was Fitch's crazy. Body? Shredded. That was crazy. Shredded. He's huge shredded. now. Yeah. Shredded. I've That's, never seen him like he used to be shredded. like a Mike Chasia. You know why? I mean, kind of big. He stopped being a vegan. Started eating meat again. Oh, oh my god! He looks great. He yeah. looks fantastic. Would you think he'll stop being a vegan? No, too? he's still a vegan. I just talked to him the other day. Yeah, What'd you guys crazy. think of that uh, Rusamar Pajara's knee bar? Nasty. Monstrous. No one's trying to Monstrous. fight that dude. Monstrous. Jeez. And he gets a hold of it. You're, you're going to You know get what hurt. I think, man? I think he's held on to submissions way too long in the past. But this one people was are good. saying, it was, yeah, people are saying it was too long. Here's the deal if it was any other submission, it was an arm bar or a rear naked choke, no one would have a problem with it. Mm. It's the fact that it's a heel hook and then it transitioned to a knee bar and everybody's thinking about about their knee exploding, and you know that where the heel hook, especially, you don't have any time, man. No. You have Zero. by the time you're hurting, oh, Jesus. it's too late. Well, how is his knee? It's okay, right? It's right. fucked. Oh, it is fucked. Did you look at the position his knee's in. Nice. That doesn't mean he, anything tore. Yeah, I mean it might he not have torn. Uh, extended, hyper When guys try to knee someone in the face, they're not holding back. It's not eighty percent power. It's they're trying to put their knee through your face, hundred percent power, yeah. as many motherfucking times as they can until right. the referee stops it. It's fine. So when you get injured with with little joint locks, personally for me. I do jujitsu. That's just part of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, he held it on a little bit long, but that's MMA. If it was a jujitsu match, that's a big he, he's foul. He's so but good at that. His opponent's trying to even. smash his face. But he yeah. didn't even in this fight. He, I mean, yeah. it was like literally he's holding on to it. John Fitch is tapping. The referee grabs him, and, he and then he go. lets it go. Yeah. I mean, it's not. he's in the past held on to Oof. shit, and the referee's pulling on his yeah. arms, and he won't let go. He doesn't do that I, anymore. The, the issue they have is because... Uh, Fitch is tapping and he doesn't let go. He doesn't let go till the ref stops you. You're not and supposed to. Exactly. What yeah. people don't know is in the back, the ref says that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You, so he's trained to do that. 
Yeah. He's that, all legal. He's so, so goddamn scary. strong. Yeah. He's five foot seven and a half or something like that. So thick. He's all muscle and all gorilla bones. And did you see and how he tried to rip how, tendons it, off? Did you notice that he pulled guard? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was not going to take John time. Fitch down. He's like, no. he needs John Fitch on the ground. How the fuck is a Brazilian going to take a wrestler down if you're not Damian Maya? He's the only guy that's doing it. You know how he did it? He was just like, stupid little single shot, and then he pulled guard right into a heel hook. So I don't nasty. think anybody like, knows did... what a heel hook really feels like until that guy gets a hold of your legs. Oh, my God. So people that are against my pulling God. guard, right there. That was a perfect example of a guy he could not take down, but he still got him down anyways. He's so he fucking guard. dangerous. It's one of those things that people forget it's about. Horrifying. Too. He's scary. He's horrifying. Because he's going to mangle your leg. You're not even going to train You're never going to be months. the same. Oh, yeah. You won't God. even train for you six You know what? I'll, you can be a same. If you're going to fight Rusamar Pajaras, tap early. Or he does look at what <laughs> Alan Belcher did. Alan Belcher not only did the best Ooh, at true. anybody's ever done at dealing with his ground game and being caught up in it and defending, he also put out a video on what John Fitch did wrong, what John Fitch should have done wrong. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, really? Before, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he went into the fire and literally stopped all of Paul Harry's stuff. Literally yeah, he got caught up. Is it too long to see that? Punched him in the face. No, pull it that was up. Nasty. Pull that up. Uh, Alan Belcher versus Husamar Paul. Yeah, yeah, put it on that because we don't want to steal any, any hits from... Uh, that's your computer. Oh, it is? Okay, that's right. Okay, let's see if we can find it here. I saw him like two weeks after that uh, event. And I was like, How hard? damn, Just man. something like that, Brandon. Just, just the y- you can get as good with leg locks as Rusamar Pajaras. You can get that good. And, y- and if you were in a situation where you needed to get this fight to the ground, the guy was too much dangerous yeah. of a striker, but you couldn't take him down, you could pull guard with yeah. those heel hooks. You could do yeah. that. Anybody could do it. They just yeah. got to work on it. Yeah. Let's see this now. Powerful Alan Belcher. Let me... Kill the sound on this motherfucker. He's a good dude, too. The Brendan Schaub comeback. I don't hear anything in this. That's I like the movie. It, man. This is the first 45 minutes of the movie. Rise of the you know Brown I mean? Knight. Rise you of the Brown Knight. And also, I'm going to show how maybe you could get do something a little bit better. I'm not going to say John Fitch did something wrong. A lot of people have made the same mistake. It's, and uh, just, there's a couple of things to look out for. So, first off, uh, Paul Yaris, the way that he gets to the leg locks a lot of times is he, go, he attacks the legs on a single leg or a double leg and then drops under. This takedown that he did was on the outside, and then he started lifting the leg almost like he was going to switch to a double leg. And he does it with the perfect timing with a lot of his te- techniques. He does a really good like setup by faking the takedown. Like He lifts the leg right when the guy adjusts to it, that's when he drops underneath. Yep. Right under the leg and starts to attack the the uh, leg lock right here. So John Fitz did a good job. That's how you take wrestlers down. To put his weight on the leg and, and start to go like this. So Fyaris locks his legs over here. Can you come around this side for me? Uh, you should. So everybody who wants to watch under, this, Alan this Belcher really breaks down Husamar Palhares versus like John Fitch. Traps the knee inside. I know you're not going to spell Palhares right, so just write whatever, Alan Belcher, John Fitch. His knee can't move, and I have it trapped here. So Palhares continues to twist here until he finally knocks Fitch down, and then he starts to attack this heel by bringing his wrist underneath here with his hand and then pulling on his hand like this right here. And what he wants to do is tighten up the legs and push the toes back and get a heel hook just like that, right? 
<clears throat> so what Fitch was doing here was unraveling his feet a little bit, opening his feet up, trying to take this off. Poyaris wants to bring this over, just like that. And he was making space, cutting his knee across, and then Fitch was also straightening his leg out. Okay, what Poyaris does, though, is he squeezes the knees, and he brings this, he keeps twisting it, even though it's straight, and he's expecting the guy to roll out, because the pressure I'm putting makes him spin. But as he spins, I turn back the other way which helps break his knee more, but also puts me right into a position for a knee bar. So now he locks his figure four right above the knee, and he keeps this grip here, and he can thrust his hips down while pulling this straight and actually ah. twisting the heel ah. also at the same time. Sucks. Oh, it's hard to watch. It helps just if you're on hellish. your side a little bit. And you can see in the fight, Poyaris got on his side. I think it might have been all the way. Go this way. To this side here. He was actually right. elevated. Fitch actually here. elevated, which gave him more, more room. Pressure. It's almost as if I have this behind my arm. It feels really strong. And I twist the heel. Boom. And I thrust my hips there, getting the tap. Right? Okay? So. You know what? This Fitch is probably too long for us to. I want to see what he should have done, though. Yeah, but this is gonna be a long time for people that are listening to yeah, this sure. as a podcast. Let's go. We'll, we'll watch it. We'll watch it after the show. But I want to give. Uh, I also want to get Alan as many hits on this as possible. So if you go to Alan Belcher's uh, YouTube page, it's Alan Belcher breaks down Husamar Pajaras. But this shit is like fifteen, twenty minutes long or something. Is it? Yeah, it's a, it's, a yeah, it's, a, it's actually it's only eleven minutes, but. Pretty dope, though. I'd like to see Alan how, Belcher. I'd like to see how he defends it. Who did a better? No one's done a better job at defending leg locks uh, in in the octagon in front of the world, millions of people, pay per view than Alan Belcher. He Rusamar Paharis was all over his legs. Uh, he had five different Oof. attempts at his legs. And what Alan Belcher did is he flew Dean Lister in for that camp, and he flew in a guy named Davi Ramos, who's a leg lock wizard, and he just had those guys jump on his legs for two months straight and he said the first couple of weeks he was tapping left and right but after a while he learned how to stop that and after, and then it just became instinct and then he became impossible to tap with leg locks you just have to walk through the fire you just have True. to go through all those taps and not worry about it just know you're going to get through go it through and no matter what no matter what unless you have some kind of brain defect you put yourself in those bad spots long enough you will figure it out. That's the yeah. yeah. Then after a while, you're like, I don't worry about this at all. Hey Brian, not only do I not worry camera. about it, but I'm going to attack from there. Oops. Sorry. Someone's an alcohol. I got a drinking cup. A couple bottles deep, huh, bud? Yeah. All right. So I think we probably talked enough about Brendan Schaub and Brendan Schaub's career. I think so, too. I love you guys. Are you guys you allowed too, to pull out, it, pull out UFC sure. fight pass fights? Yeah, well, we're not really watching them. We're, we're going to watch. They're gonna, the people at home are going to see us. The, uh, the video up there is we're, wa- see, we're, we're watching what, you know, what, what's going on on YouTube. Yeah. But once we go to fight pass, the people at home are still going to continue so we, to see that. But we can uh, yeah, reference fight pass. Oh, yeah. We're, okay. we're going to watch the fights. We're going to watch the fights on Fight Pass, and uh, I want to watch um, – we're going to watch some classic fights, man, and I want to watch some early Fedor, man, because Ooh, like, so early, early Fedor was such a so scary. M- it's like motherfucker. Tyson, the Tyson days. Good God, his timing. Yeah, this is Fedor versus Noguera. Oh this is God. the first one, 
and uh, we can get volume on this, right? We can hear. And it so, so there. Fedor was a no sambo world champion. What what is yes. his background? Combat then, sambo, which is a different style right? of sambo. It's a uh, a sambo that also has. Um, they have a lot of uh, strikes in it, and they wear the gi jacket and uh, headgear. And I, you know, I don't know how long they've been competing like that, but it's essentially like MMA in a lot of ways. Look how good he looks. Handsome bastard back then. Yes, he was. I love that motherfucker. No, Gara's my hero. This was 10 years ago. I think I got a little bit more technique than him. My favorite Brazilian fighter of all time by far. Really? Back in the day, he was a motherfucker. He was the first heavyweight that came along that showed like real legit jujitsu off his back. Yeah. Okay, we can go through all this. God, Fedor looks young too. Babyface. Yeah, if he had missing a emo lot. hair, if he had full emo lips, hair, he could be in a band. Missing a lot of the uh, the big scars that he developed later in his career. Yeah, really bad, right? Yeah, yeah. He got, He's some, got some scar ma- tissue. Russian mafia eyes. He's also his body changed. Yeah, look how calm he is. That was one of the weirdest things about Fedor when he would fight. That's like Carla Esparza. Did you see her when she came out and fought Rose Namajuas? Mm-hmm. Did she actually? It was. It was almost. She was so calm that if you didn't know that was like her little thing, you would think she was petrified. She was just like the. Yeah, and Rose is all like just dancing around and just shaking on her look side, at, and look, Carla's not even moving, not even an inch. Look at this shit. They had the national anthem back then. It's dope. Did you remember that? I don't remember. Busta, is that Bustamante? That's, that's uh, Bustamante, right? Yeah, Marilla Bustamante, Mario Sperry with fucking wow. black hair. Look at that. That guy's not Brazilian. Hogerio. Look, no. Hogerio, man. Hogerio was young looking. He's a dude. Yeah. Got a nose on him. <clears throat> you think Deep they traded girls off? I, I, had I hope so. I would be trading. Shit, they'd be like, why did you lose weight? What happened? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You just forget. I put the pressure on you, the hips. Dang, you? Look at that crowd. Well, look how quiet the crowd is. This is the thing that That's was weird crazy. about watching fights in Japan. When we were there for the UFC, uh, everybody always told me it was like that. But when you see it live, and by the way, they've adjusted. They've changed since the old days. The old days, it was dead silent. Wow. Now they clap and cheer a little bit because it's becoming a little bit more Just for like submissions and stuff. That's right? like a trend. everything. It's a trendy really? thing now. Yeah. Damn. Hold on. We've got to go oh, to the beginning. On. I just want to see Takata fight or Takata talk. He doesn't look, huh? Look at that. Look at it. He's tighter back then. No, he never used to look. He always looks down. He was thick back then, too. Yes, he was. And later in his career, Fedor, like, slimmed out. He got a lot smaller. Damn, look at him just super thick back then. Yeah, well, he used, to use a lot of kettlebells and a lot of power lifting back then. But he decided somewhere along the line that skill training was more important. But I think that you need both, man. I really do. Gotta have both. Oh, but, I mean, there's all so many variables involved in old Fedor that made him a monster. Just uh, strength is only one of them. The other thing was just he was just so fucking ferocious. Timing. Calm, timing. And man. fast, too, yeah. for a heavyweight, man. Deceptively fast. Just stand right there. Look at this. He also had a really good technical approach to MMA, man. He just would explode. Oh, my God. oh man. So, so, so fast. Hard. So fast with these fucking strikes. <clears throat> and it's everything he throws is like a knockout. Punch. And what's the latest? He's still retired. He oh, doesn't want to come done. back. Oh, yeah, he's, he's done. done. He's, he's, done. done. He's, he's keeps smart, saying that. man. He's smart. He knew that those last few fights just not the same guy as we're looking at right here. 
We're looking at the dude in his prime here. This is 2004, 10 fucking years ago. Brain and what's interesting is 2004, there was nobody like him. Nobody had come along before like him. Nobody, nobody could whip off arm bars off their back the way he could and still throw fucking serious hands on their feet the way he it's could. Crazy. I don't think we've seen anyone like him as far as the his Mike face Tyson never changes. In Even UFC. in the fight, his face right. stays completely the same. Well, it's he like, always said that. They're like showing emotion is showing weakness. Yeah. Noguera but, with that fucking wrist control setup, man. That was his shit. He doesn't even look like he warmed up. Like he just he looks cold. His body, like he just looks like, eh. Took my shirt. I was playing cards about 10 minutes ago. I'm going to fight. I got to fight. It's hard to see, you know. I mean, if we were. Remember his uh, brother and his gnarly ass tat on his back? Like the Grim Reaper holding a baby? His brother, I guess, was a criminal right now. He's in jail right now. Is he? I think for rape. I don't know if he got out. His brother did a lot of crazy shit. There's some video of his brother drunk off his ass. Imagine that guy being drunk and being mad at you. Oh, Christ. Or raping you. (laughs) (laughs) Or being mad at you and raping you. (laughs) No, thank you. And and, and I mean you. I don't even meet a girl. I, I've been Does thinking about Cosby it. was framed. I believe he was framed by the Illuminati. I think he was going to drop the bomb. Is on that the right? Illuminati. So That's they said, right. You know what? You know what? We're going to get some girls. You're fucked. That's what I think. I, I don't think he did that. You He's think too it's nice. about chemtrails? Bro, come on. Or UFOs? He was going to drop a bomb a, about a, the CIA's involvement in. Uh, oh shit! Well, Cosby Meanwhile, knows. we're listening. We're Look missing. Fedor with this. some fucking ferocious ground and pound from inside the Big Nog got those scars from being run over by a truck, I think, as a kid. Oh, just the one on his back, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. on his back. The bus. Mm-hmm. He was in a coma for like a long time. Or in a hospital, I think, for like a year. Jesus. What'd they do? Feed him vitamins and milk? I don't know. What happened? Vitamins and milk? It's just big. Why milk? Not milk. Bones. Why would they some... give milk to a baby? It's bones. <laughs> It's got thick Yeah, it's the last thing you want to give us a baby is milk. Look at this. I mean, it's just what everybody gives babies. <laughs> this is why gay Shut guys, guys. <laughs> love MMA right here. This is it. That's not why. They they like MMA because they think about fucking these guys. No. That's aggressive. Well, look at the, the positions. <laughs> Super aggressive. That's why gay guys like MMA. I, I know a gay man who is a comic who's very in love with Brandon. Why isn't there gay Ooh, jiu-jitsu academies? I mean, wouldn't you would think like... He's always like, Brandon, where's your jiu-jitsu, friend? Right? They would I don't flock. Think probably not enough of them. Why isn't there more? Why isn't there gay jujitsu academies? There probably is. They would love it. <laughs> they would love it. Can you imagine? Put out an advertisement. But even even Eddie bro. even in you gay, gay jujitsu, even in gay jujitsu, you don't think about the, the sexual aspect of the positions. <laughs> even in gay jujitsu, no do. way. Bro. You don't want the guy to tap you out. So even if you're attracted to the guy, unless you're one you guys, of those dudes who likes guys beating you up, I, I, that. I think I Francis think, Bacon, the painter. I think jujitsu. I think it's so important way. not to get tapped out that no matter what position you're in, you're not thinking about sex ever. You're thinking about not getting tapped out. Even if you're gay, you're not thinking about sex and jujitsu. That's what I believe. <laughs> They're moving him to the center of the room. <laughs> I There's think you should have a podcast about, called "That's What I Believe." Weird thing about fighting in a ring. They, they kept moving people to the center in the same position. There the good a... thing about the ring is that it plays less of a factor, like as far as the environment, than the cage does. Because the cage, you can push a guy against it. Uh-huh. it, it there's a, it's a whole sport, cage wrestling. That is so different than regular wrestling. Wrestling off the cage and all the possible positions against the cage when you're wrestling. There's only a, oh. so many positions against the cage. Yep. And Kenny Johnson, he's a, a wrestler who's scientific about it. He trains Alan Juban, who's one of my guys, and they're 
Oh, see, here's the thing about here's the thing about here's a question I have. If if Fedor's training in mostly sambo and training in Russia, he doesn't have a lot of jiu-jitsu guys to train with, probably, right? So how is he so good at defending against all these tricks? Sambo has submissions. But aren't, aren't they mostly people... leg locks? And... Well, they have no, arm bars. They have arm bars. Yeah. Especially Kimura's. Yeah. Which is what he was just going for. I mean, Fedor's won a lot of fights by straight arm bar and a lot of fights yeah, by uh, Kimura. You know, Verdum used to be Krokop's uh, jiu-jitsu instructor. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, he flew yeah. him to yeah. uh, Croatia to help him with yeah. his defense. Well, even though Sambo Good is, is uh, like a, mo- it's mostly a leg lock system and catch wrestling is like this kind of system without a guard. Since Hoist Gracie, all grappling styles have adopted or filled the holes that were glaring since UFC one. Like, right. oh shit, we actually do need a guard because catch wrestling didn't have. A guard. Eddie, when you see this, what do you think here about his guard? I mean, when you see this, I mean, this is obviously 2004, but when you know your guard and your style, you mean you, you must be seeing so many goddamn openings in this that just didn't people weren't aware of back then well, as far as, like, when he can control his posture. Well, Noguera was the first guy to come along since Hoist Gracie to be known for his guard. There, we went Hoist Gracie who tapped everyone out in the beginning, and then people got hip to jiu-jitsu, and they started training it. They learned the defense. And then we had a long period where, like, Mark Coleman came in, and the wrestlers started dominating, and we didn't have any jiu-jitsu guys in there that knew how to submit people off their back when there was punches and elbows, and there's no gi. It was just... It, it was too much. It was like a riddle that needed to be solved. And then Noguera comes along, and boom, just like that, he was the only guy out there, especially especially for heavyweight, to finish people off their back. He was known for his guard. When you talk, when you're talking about uh, MMA guards back then, most of the time people said Noguera had the best guard in MMA. He was the only guy Ooh, going after. This. And, uh, Man, Fedor's getting out of a lot of stuff. Though. It's, it's greasy in there. Shrugs. It's really, really greasy. It's greasy, and he's strong as fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, he's also By the way, might have been oiled up. Yeah. How about that? Mark yeah. Coleman told me that he was backstage, and he saw Vanderlei oiling up. <laughs> Vanderlei was <laughs> oiling move. up before a fight. so unfair. <laughs> Listen, brother. Th- this, my this... jiu-jitsu ain't as bad as you think. <laughs> he was like, I you would can't surprise you. You can't do that. You'd be shocked. You'd, You'd be surprised. Oh, oh, these fucking shots he hit Nogueira with. This is this is the the roughest part of this fight. And Nogueira's another guy who was known for his chin. Based on these fights, he yep. had the, the 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 strongest chin in MMA. If you if you talked about the best guards in MMA, Nogueira's going to be up there back then. If you talk about the best chins in MMA, Nogueira's going to be there. back there in MMA. Yeah. You talk about the best chins now. It, Noguera's been around, you know, the, the sport so long that his chin clearly isn't as strong as it was back then. Well, I think he's we'll, doing we'll one watch. more. I think he's going to do one what more. Noguera really? said that. He's doing we'll one watch more. his fight. The next guru, with, this, uh, the next Roy guru who's going to make millions is the guru who could turn you from uh, turn your chin around and strengthen your chin and make yourself and turn you into a guy. We're, there's got to be some kind of That's technique. Not a, not a guru, bro. That's a fucking wizard. He's going to come in what on a dragon happens? if that happens. Oh, man. Yeah. What if that happens? What if yeah, there's well, something that we're missing? What if a guy can make your dick bigger and you give up on fighting because yeah. your dick is so big you're just Check doing porn? Check it out, I'm man. Bring what your if you chin could fly back? or breathe underwater? Dude, look you at, could breathe underwater. Why would you fight? taking these shots. I'm going to bring your chin back and I'm going to make your dick three inches bigger. <laughs> Trust me. Trust. <laughs> well, you know what's going to be really interesting? When they do come up with genetically engineered human beings 
where people have just unbelievably freakish athletic ability, you're not going to care as much about like athletics. It won't mean as much. Mm. Like right now, what it means is the representation Effort. of your character, yeah. of your will, of your ability to do something that most people won't do. When you see a guy who's built, you think two things. One, he's on fucking steroids. But the other thing you think is like, wow, that guy's put in some fucking work. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Even when a guy's on steroids, if a guy's big, the only way you get big is by putting in the kind of work that most people are not willing to do. So when you see Ooh, somebody, look at this sweep. Chair. Look at this oh, sweep. Oh, man. That was at a Brazilian electric chair. Yeah, it was beautiful. So when you see someone that, look at this. He's about to blast. Look at that. Pass. He's trying to pass. Instantly trying to pass. Look at that. Noguera, He's on top. That was a beautiful thing about Noguera. His jiu-jitsu is so smooth. Look yeah. at that. Half uh, side control immediately. Look at he that didn't knee ever, on your arm. Look at this. Look at this. Oh! Fedor rolls. Oh! Fedor is a monster, man. He's so strong. God. So strong. And such a good grappler. What if, what if they found so out? good at pausing. Brian, what if they found out that this the first time you've seen this fight? chin back? It's not going to. He's never seen this fight. I knew it. He's never seen this fight. Because he's like, oh, shit. Brian is kind of a MMA I've seen fan. a lot of. I've seen I knew, a lot of. I knew he had what? But the, just the way he's true. been reacting, there's no way he's ever seen. He's this an fight. MMA fan. The way I'm like a fan of politics. <laughs> <laughs> you dip in every that. now and then. Yeah, Damn, why'd you have to call me out? Because you know I'm like, wow, man. You're like, wait a minute. Well, there was this guy, uh, Mark Fitch. Used to fight the UFC. <laughs> now he fights for Mark the uh, Super Bowl of fighting. <laughs> and uh, he just got armbarred. It was really horrible. Shit do he fought this guy. The guy's SB? like part chimpanzee, <laughs> and he's known SBF. for his armbars. <laughs> Dude, SBF. That should be what uh, um, CBS comes out with. Look at this. Super Bowl Nogueira of fighting. Looks like he just woke up. Doesn't have a scratch in his face. Even in between rounds, calm as a cucumber. Amazing. The thing about these fights, these pride fights, and this widely known, I mean, you know, you talk to guys like, I had Ensign Inouye on the podcast, and Ensign told me, like, specifically said on his fucking contract that they're not testing for steroids. Specific, oh, look at that bomb. God. Jesus Damn. Christ. Whoa. Jesus Christ. If you would have landed with that one right, I think it would have been over. Dude, let's see. He those, kept just, missing. Just those he shots. Don't you think as again. aggressive as he was in his ground and pounds, the same reason down the road when he fought a guy like Verdum, mm-hmm. he got submitted? Yeah, Verdum was just way He just got People get caught. Back. People get caught. I agree. He Verdum just, caught oh. him. Verdum tricked him. He made it seem like he went down and got hurt. He pulled guard yeah. in a different kind of way. He's yeah. like, oh, Watch he this. got him to, Watch to this. take him to get on top Watch of him. Watch this. He tricked him. Boom. Jesus! Right in the jaw, bro. Boom! If that third right oh. hand would have got through, I think boom. he would have been knocked. He's out. still hitting him. Boom! Jesus! Boom! Oh my oh. god! Oh, oh my god! Oh. Those it four. It was a right, left, right, Le- right, left, so right. Jesus Christ! That should so be a tough. gift right there. That right, left, right. Oh yeah! Holy Dude, shit! Nogueira could take it like nobody. Man. I, f- I feel like Pride was back when baseball didn't test and guys were hitting like 50, 60 homers. Mm-hmm. These fights they didn't test and these guys exactly. just blasting each other in the face. Exactly. Plus, That's the last time I watched baseball. They're anymore. on EPO. They're all on EPO. Why is she crying? Is that his girl? She loves him. She loves him. Nogueira. Nogueira. I heard Nogueira lives like a rock star. That's what I heard. You mean in Japan? <laughs> in- Brazil. In Brazil, he's I heard a rock insane. star. He's a rock star. Really? Yes. He's a bad motherfucker. He don't give a shit. Good. <laughs> Good. I like. He it. enjoys life like he no one it. other. Right. He Good. deserves it. He deserves it. Fuck yeah. Anybody who's a warrior no deserves it. Like no other. Just no other. Yeah. I hear yeah. that Putin really likes Fedor. Fedor? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're watching this, but so let's pay attention to Fedor's physique because we'll show some later Fedor fights. He's never where, been lean. Well, no, 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 never lean, but his bulk drops substantially. His amount of mass, like his muscle power, 
If he got the 205 and shredded, that would have been it. Well, he should have been 205. Yeah. Yeah, he should have been 205 the whole time. Yeah, he was 230 and at least 20 pounds overweight. Crazy. Like, easily could have been 210, lean. You know, if, like, if Fedor was, like, you know, find a fighter, uh, a Russian guy, like uh, Ali Bagutinov, who's shredded. If Fedor, like, got down to that lean body mass, he'd be 203. Like, without even cutting weight. It's crazy. Look at his gut. Guy's got a little bit of a gut. How badass was Carlson fucking Gracie, man? He's a bad motherfucker. Dude, when you look into the, the, the history of what happened in Brazil, Carlson Gracie was the man, dude. That was the oh, man. Yeah. His whole team. They went no gi. They yeah. worked on their boxing. Look at all their guys in their yeah. boxing. Murillo Bustamante had some serious boxing. So did the Nogueras. How they could throw feet? down with their feet. And that was all Carlson Gracie. How about fucking Vitor, bro? Yeah, and Vitor. Vitor was Super the first boxing. guy to come along. Think about that. The the UFC first, 12. The only Gracies that had really real hands were Carlson Gracie's guys. That clan, that Brazilian top team clan that Carlson Gracie brought up, that guy was the man. That guy was the unsung hero of the Gracies. I'm shocked at how much bigger Fedor is physically. Like his muscles. Night like and day. Much, yeah. much I haven't bigger. seen these old fights in a while. He's much bigger. Swole. Like 20 plus pounds of muscle bigger. <laughs> like if you look at him towards the end, like when he fought Dan Henderson, yeah. he, he's a shell of himself. When you and it makes at, me wonder like how Those were also in training. the States. Mm-hmm. That's true. When That's you hear a voice true. Gracie saying think, stuff uh, like you don't need to... A train boxing or wrestling, you just need jujitsu. Like, all you need is jujitsu. When you hear Hoy say stuff like that, what do you think? I think it's crazy. He's talk. saying that to the other Gracies, though, right? He's not saying that He's for bagging on Roger Gracie yeah. for working on his for Muay Thai striking. and yeah. boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and dude. meanwhile, Roger Gracie is one of those now? guys. He's saying that now. Slowly, he's turning mm-hmm. into a decent striker. He's fucked up James McSweeney. Dude. Fucked him up standing. Dude, dude yeah. Roger Gracie is, is, is turning into Fabrizio Verdum if he just... And turns mm-hmm. that striking training up. He has the coaches, and he's mm-hmm. got he's got the jab. He's but is he saying that? So, so Hoist is saying that now. He's saying he's saying what? that today. It's hard to listen to Hoist today because it makes me sad. Because I think you know Hoist is just I don't know what's going on with him. But all the shit that he said about you, I put Hoist in a new category now. I'm like, okay, he's that guy. You know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's emotions or if it's anger. But all the shit that he said about you after you beat Hoyler the second time, I know you didn't win a decision because it was a draw. You dominated him in that fight. Let's just say that. You dominated him in that match 100%. Everybody knows it. And you never said a bad thing about the Gracies leading up to it. You guys were very respectful to each other. You and Hoyler were before the match. Even after the match, you gave it up to Hoyler and the Gracies. You always did. You always have. You've always been really cognizant about it. So when he... Got super upset about that. I went, okay, this is like a non-rational person. This is a person who's not thinking straight. So when he starts talking about, like, all you need is jujitsu, I'm like, yeah, okay, until you fight someone like Anthony Rumble fucking Johnson. Good luck with all that. Good luck with your jujitsu when you get knocked into the fucking next dimension with every jab he throws. Oh, yeah, good. Try that out. The reality, the reality, cold, hard reality. It is Hoist Gracie in his prime, UFC 1, okay? Fights Anthony Rumble Johnson. He gets put to sleep in 20 seconds. Mm. That's a reality. Because mm-hmm. the, the game has changed. It is a fucking whole new world. And when you deal with a guy like Rumble Johnson, I hate to keep bringing him up, but he's a perfect example of a wrestler who is a strong wrestler, wicked takedown defense, strong as shit, and has that God-given power. God-given power with good coaching. 
He's got Henry Hooft, one of the best fucking striking coaches in MMA, period. A real Dutch kickboxing striking coach. And he's teaching those fucking guys how to throw combinations that are technical, put strikes together, be in the right position to land bombs. And he's dealing with this like super athlete in Rumble Johnson. If Hoist had to fight that guy, he would have a different uh, difference of opinion. He would realize, like, well, you're different with you're dealing with a completely different species of human. These mm-hmm. these super athletes of today, they're just on a what would he do against John Jones? Jujitsu is all you need. Okay, good luck. <laughs> good luck using your jujitsu on John you, Jones. How do you explain that? Like, you don't. You don't bother. What do you do when someone fan. says the earth is 10,000 years yeah, old? Not you one, get, oh, okay, I got to go. Here's yeah. the crazy thing. is not one MMA fan on the planet agrees with him. Nobody agrees with him. Not one. And he's the biggest UFC legend of all time. What was his and co- he what was the context? All you need is jiu-jitsu? What was the context that's of what he was saying? Are you sure that's he says that he's saying that Roger Gracie was spending too much tra- time working on his striking. That's why he's not successful. Well, did you in see MMA. Kim, King Mo is a perfect example why he had to work on other shit. King Mo put him to sleep. Bad. You know why? Cause really bad. King Mo is a fucking elite wrestler. Good luck trying to take King Mo down. <laughs> Good I don't think he's ever been taken luck. down. If he he's has, it's because he slipped. Beast. He is? Yeah. But King Mo's a wicked, Yeah, I wicked, trained with him for a while in Wicked wrestler, Beast. Man. And one of the best coaches I've ever seen. Yeah. That dude can coach some wrestling. Very technical. You know, he's kind of had Great a, guy. He's had a rough career, man. You know, he's had some real ups and real downs, but I always liked King Mo, and I always thought he's like he's got massive, massive fucking potential. He hit that electric chair again, Eddie. Hit that electric chair again. But King Mo such a good dude. also has- he has some serious knockout power, man. And he knocked Hodger out with a bomb of a right hand. Cuts, that's the cuts problem. Me with, quietly looking him up. No, that's we'll the, s- the problem with saying you only need jujitsu. Well, what are you going to do with King Mo? Are you going to yeah. take King Mo well, down with well, your slippery body? Well, if Boyce had this curriculum in this system mastered of pulling guard and then another system mastered of finishing people off his back mm. in this. MMA way, if he had those two systems, then I would say I see what he's saying because a guy like Paul Sass, only guy in UFC history who had the strategy every fight was like, shoot, make you sprawl, and then pull guard and finish you off his back. He's the only fighter, I think, in UFC history, I could be wrong. Dean Thomas was another guy like that. He he strategically went out to sure throw did. some throw some strikes, shoot, make you sprawl, pull guard, and then fuck fuck you up off the back. In that case, if that's what Hoyce is doing, then I understand where he's coming from. But I don't hear any of that from him. I don't he- ever hear him talking about different strategies to pull guard and the best ways. There should be there's at least five, six, seven different ways to strategically pull guard, and I'm not hearing Hoyce. But talk I, I about think it. when it comes to Hodger, he's saying Hodger's never gonna fight for a belt or whatever. He has these crazy skills in jujitsu. Quit wasting time on working on your strike and wrestling. Just win by jujitsu. That's retarded. You got to get your striking together. You, if you're going to be an MMA fighter, regardless, of I you're think gonna, he's saying focus on jiu-jitsu. No, well, well, well. Haja Gracie is one of the best I motherfuckers agree. ever, ever, ever. All right. So There's what no more I would do. tell, I agree. What, I, what I would tell Haja Gracie, based on my experience and watching fighters coming to the strike. UFC and cut, I would say, don't get frustrated. The striking's going to take about five or six years. Don't get frustrated. You got to get your fucking striking together. You got to keep pushing. You can't give up. No matter how many losses, there's no way you're going to get to the top with suspect striking and you're on your feet and you're scared. There's no way. 
You keep working on your striking. You strive to be John Jones. You strive to be Anderson Silva. Whether you reach him or not, whatever, at least you're trying. You're trying to close Should that he gap. he TKO James McSweeney with yeah, the striking? but you, that, he's turning into Fabrizio Verdum. Hodge or Gracie, I would say keep working that striking, even if he loses his next two fights striking. Give him the right I would say keep going. You, who cares about your record? No one knows anybody's record in right. MMA. It's not right. like boxing. True. Boxing, it's all about the record. MMA, I'm a huge MMA fan. I don't know anybody's record. Right. Uh, MMA is like, how did you do your last couple fights? And there's so much to learn. you got to understand that people are con- fighters are constantly in stages of development. You're not done. When, when you think you're done in development, you're done in your career. you got to remain a student. There's too much to learn. You can't think, even, even John Jones, the baddest motherfucker out there, he's still got, there's still a lot of jiu-jitsu to learn. There's still, well, he's not Olympic caliber wrestling, so you strive, you keep learning new takedowns off the cage, new takedowns, different little takedowns off the cage, and, and different setups off strikes. It's endless. You never stop. I was impressed with J- uh, Junior DeSantis' uh, clinch work, and he was much better than Stipe. Is there cheese in your mouth while you're talking? Nope. It's a cracker. <laughs> it's a cracker. I think it's more dramatic. I was surprised Junior trying to it's a little more dramatic. Listen. Junior, how about, how about Nate Diaz versus uh, Dos Anjos? Dos Anjos. I about, knew that was coming. How about Dos Anjos? Holy shit. I, well, yeah, I think we need to talk about Dos Anjos and not so much Diaz. Another Dos Anjos guy. look amazing. Hey, Brendan, but Nate example. has that problem with that, uh, that he puts a lot of weight on that front leg. He comes in strong with that jab because he's got good reach. But every time I've seen him, I was like, my God, why isn't someone leg kicking the shit out of him? They're just not adapting to the the evolution of the game, right? They're really not working on kicks, wrestling. They do boss kicks almost disdainfully, like he's joking around with you. Like he throws these like like his brother does. They both do the same thing. He'll throw axe kicks when you're nowhere near him. He'll like throw... Well, when he fought Carlos Condit, Nick Diaz fought Carlos Condit, he just threw like a sloppy roundhouse. I'd say he goes, goes, oh, we're throwing spin shit now? I tell all my fighters coming through my gym, I tell them all whether they want to hear it or not I, I pull out my disclaimer I'm not a striker I don't know shit this is just my opinion mm-hmm. but if you're not striving to be a striker like Conor McGregor or like John Jones damn you're old school yeah. you gotta strive everything that they're throwing mm-hmm. break it down technically yeah. what is John Jones throwing he's throwing spinning elbows he's throwing side kicks spinning throws, side kicks he he's throwing wheel kicks side you, you, kicks you, to the leg you're telling me yeah. wheel kicks don't work when you're watching Edson Barboza you're watching yeah. Vitor Belfort who never threw kicks before you saw him in his career add a dangerous weapon like a spinning heel kick. Crazy. Everybody, Alan Juban, one of my fighters, he doesn't throw spinning heel heel kicks. He doesn't throw wheel kicks. I constantly tell him, dude, add that shit. Mm-hmm. Add, you could do it. You're very athletic. It's gonna take a little while, maybe six months, a year and a half, two years. Time flies. We all know time flies. But man, before you know it, you got a fucking wheel kick that your opponent has to train for and prepare for, and it throws him off balance. You got to turn and side kick. Look at the like. Um, uh, D, uh, Diego Brandao, what's his name? He's Diego like, Brandao's the guy that fought Conor McGregor. Yeah, last. those guys just throw everything. You never know. They're just like right here. You don't know what the fuck they're going to throw. Spinning back fist, wheel kick, side kick, Conor McGregor throwing capoeira kicks. In my opinion, that's the future right there. A guy that can throw any kick, any punch, any spinning uh, elbow, all that shit. Yeah. You got to strive. Anybody listening out there, strive for that. Don't be one of those guys who just sticks with boxing. That's well, the other problem is guys get into MMA and they get into MMA after a lifetime of one style. You know, and sometimes it's very difficult for them to incorporate other techniques. Like, say, if you spend a lifetime of just wrestling. 
you know, and you've never thrown a kick in your life. And then someone's saying, you know, you should throw head kicks. Like, motherfucker, I can barely touch my toes. It takes a long time. But that's a lot of these guys. Yeah. It's like you're dealing with an elite athlete in one area, but when it comes to, like, the ability to learn how to kick, you yeah. know, I mean, some work needs to be done for sure. Do you stretch? Are you stretching now? Yeah, man. You stretching now? Yeah, Doug. You promise? Do yoga. Yeah, I promise. Do yoga. How much? How, which, yoga. how much exactly. do you change? Get into it. Get, it, get obsessed with it. Get obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with yeah, it. Yeah, but you didn't used to stretch at all. Didn't used to stretch at all. And you I, know, I, I you got know how crazy many guys keep it out with come Dwayne. through my system, come through my system, and when I tell people, when people ask me, I want to learn the rubber guard, I want to do that flexible stuff, what do I have to do? All I tell them, I tell everyone, every guy, just all you got to do is be able to get into the most basic yoga positions of all time. It isn't a rubber guard position. You do a lot it of is, yoga, it uh, Eddie? You do a lot of yoga? I don't do yoga. I do yoga stretches. Right. But what I'm saying is if you, get, if you can get into the most basic yoga position of all time, lotus, full lotus. It's a position that yeah, you have there, to yep. learn in, in, in <laughs> yoga. If you go to yoga. No, I'll do some yoga. No, no, though, eventually. Nobody has done yoga for 10 years and not been able to get into Lotus. Eventually you get into it, whether it's four years, eight years, six years. It all depends on your work ethic. That's it. But what I tell people, if you can get into that basic, the most basic, like Buddha's in, in yeah. that Lotus. If you can get into that, you can play all positions in grappling. Well, it's human, not just rubber guard. Human there's tissue a lot of is stuff. very pliable. Yeah. And the real issue is there's a bunch of studies that have been done on flexibility, and there a lot of them. I shouldn't say they're all, but a lot of them are very flawed. And I say this from a lifetime of working out with people, teaching people uh, ju- uh, techniques, especially kicking techniques, seeing guys become more flexible, and knowing my own flexibility limits. I became very flexible, and I became very flexible by going through pain so when they say like someone is only able to you know get a certain amount of flexibility i say how do you know did you do you know how much effort they put into it how mm. much time are they putting into it i don't it? know how many because guys i'll that tell come you what me. i did i put a fucking shitload of effort into Focused it on. the reason why i could do full splits like this way and this way and this way is because i didn't i couldn't do it when i first started doing taekwondo you're weird flexible I, bro but i forced it dude. you're he also weird he flexible. I, he's got the we were at a meeting one time tv meeting and he and it was like these like you know some people who did a lot of TV, and he just grabbed both his ankles and went mehe and put them straight up, and everybody's like, "What? Did they the like fuck? it?" Or? I, the back. I don't remember why I did it. You just they, went. They I'm, asked I said, I, "Yeah, you go. I've been doing martial arts for a long time. I'm really flexible. Check this out." Because they're like, "Joe, you do a lot of martial arts." He goes, "Yeah, I do." He goes, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I don't know. I just do it all." And well, they goes, asked me to show them something. Right. So I said, the... "You want to see something crazy? Watch this." So I grabbed both my ankles and I pulled them apart like this. I can grab my ankles. The kind and, of thing you want a girl to and do. And now yeah. that picture is used for gay <laughs> gifts. Well, that's. Uh, that's from a men's fitness, but I mean, you know, when I did it, it was just for. A, a, well, congratulations, either way. You've that's kept, it, you've held on to it. F- well, you can seven. still do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's weird. That was a war. How long was that? Well, fight? you've about, seen me uh, kick. Oh no, you, no, you can kick. kick like a mule. You know, I've seen you kick. I've never seen you do the legs like. But you can't. Style. You you can't kick like that unless you're flexible. True. You can't. You don't have that. There's like a whipness and a fluidity. Yeah. It's part. It's like when you see a guy who really knows how to punch. One of the things you realize is they're not tense the whole way. It's not like it's like there's a snap at the end of it. There's like bang, bang, and that's the same with kicking. Yeah. At the end Look of it, there's like a there's a whipness, and yeah. at the end, it's crack. It comes over, and the 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 the, the amount of fluidity that you get. 
And your kicking is directly proportionate to the amount of effort you put into, your body type, your bone structure. There's a lot of variables. But a big one is flexibility. That's a big one. The more flexible you are, the more you can fucking crack. That's yeah. just that's just. This the way gonna it sound is. gay as fuck. Work, this is gonna son. sound gay as fuck, Brendan. But man, your good friend good Joe looking. Rogan oh, sorry. impresses world class fighters like GSP on striking with power. No, I've that seen it. That motherfucker right oh, there. I've seen it. That your friend. If you this guy. Anybody he works with, anybody that holds pads with him, they always trip. The oh, fuck I know I out. did. <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you held pads with him? Will you hold? Everybody trips the fuck out, right? Every for years. This has it's been insane. going on for fifteen years, Brendan. This is nothing new to me. We've this is going on forever. This guy. When you listen to fucking powerful striking, it's the fear factor guy. How insane is that? That is the craziest thing ever. Nobody believes that shit. <laughs> true. Yeah, how is it possible? People, the fear people, factor people guy? warned me. Dwayne told me to kick hard before. So did Brian. Everyone told me. What did Dwayne say? Dwayne said this motherfucker can kick regardless for Just fighters, professionals. Hips, whether it's the, a jab or the hook, everything he throws, it's, uh, it's all from the hip. That's where all the power comes from. That's what they say. Look at Coleman, 39. He's got, he's got talents <laughs> with his hips. I can only imagine how you fucking lay pipe. <laughs> I can, only, I can, only, can you imagine? Joe must be like, pa, 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 pa. Bitches are just fucking back Listen, in the day. Well, Cole, 20, 20 day. years ago, CM Punk Rogan fight. Look, Coleman Fedor. Look at this. We're watching Coleman Fedor. He might be the hardest fucker ever. Listen, Rogan's been with his girl forever, so it's been a long time, but about 20 years ago. For sure, don't tell stories like that. For sure, none of these stories. Listen, look at Mark Coleman got Fedor down almost immediately. Look at this. Look at the difference here. Look at the difference. Now, imagine if Coleman had monster jujitsu. Because look at this. <laughs> Coleman took man. Fedor down. And like, could have just beat out the, yeah. this let's, Muhammad Ali let's right show it. Let's show it like right off the bat. Like, look at this. This is the so beginning of the fight. Strong. He was so oh, retard strong. Fucking elite 30, wrestler. Is he 39? He's 39. 40 years old. 39. He looks 40 29. years old. By the all way, natural. All natural. No, not all even natural. a little natural. None of them is <laughs> all natural. All natural. 100% natural. <laughs> They're Hormones both natural. Are natural. Yeah. No tanning beds. No tanning beds at all. I think this is Coleman before he won the... Or did it? Was it after he won the heavyweight Grand Prix? Remember, he won the heavyweight Grand Prix. But look how wow. easy he takes him down. Jesus. That's a motherfucker that's strong as shit. Dude, Mark Coleman had everybody lifting weights. Mark Coleman is the Hammer reason. House. Look at that. Look, Fedor tried to get up. He's like, wrong, negative, if, not happening. You know, the wizards don't think yeah. Do they do Who's wizards there? in Russia? You don't Boom. do no <laughs> wizards in Siberia, son. <laughs> look, he's got he's his, on his back, back here. He choke could him you out. imagine? And he's got wrestling shoes on. You'd, surpri- uh, you'd be surprised, brother. Shoes. You could look. He's got his full back, man. Could you imagine if Mark Coleman had a monster fucking guard and a monster fucking rear Bad naked? Control? Yeah, look at this. He's such Fedor's a good relaxed. grappler, dude. Fedor's dude, relax. Well, neck crank for you. Look at Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell in Mark Coleman's corner. Look at this. Chuck Liddell with no sleeves on his yeah. robe. On his robe. He never wears sleeves. Where's I wouldn't wear sleeves either, like either if I looked like How that. How much damage awesome. did Chuck Liddell do in Japan that year? Oh my God. Look at Randleman. Or isn't that his name? T- yeah. Over ten or yeah. under ten. Kevin, Kevin Randleman. Randleman, who's a who's a who looks like a a like if if Mike Tyson was in drag. <laughs> Oops. Oh, look at this. Boom. Boom. 
Look at this. Look at Fedor. Fedor. He's, he's, he has the underhook. Don't kid stand yourself. Up. Look at this. Drop Fedor it. Scoops. Drop, drop, drop. Well, by this time, Coleman was probably already starting to get tired. Why? I don't understand. Well, he would just <laughs> he's a natural 170. So much. No, he wasn't. I'm just he's kidding. He's big, Damn, that's dude. a serious guillotine. Oh, Look at this. Look at this. This is, this is where it becomes a problem. Dude, I forgot about this fight. I don't know how it ends. Don't he tell me. He grabs the ropes don't a tell lot, man. I don't know how God damn, Fedor used to grab the ropes a lot. You ever see his fight with what? Matt Easy takedowns. Two yeah. easy takedowns. Matt, his fight with who? Matt Lindland. Blatant grab grabbing the of the ropes. He reversed the position because he grabbed the ropes. Lindland got a body lock on him was about to take him down. Fedor fucking rope grabbed, flipped the switch, and got on top of him and then wound up armbarring him. But look at this. Coleman just controlling him on the ground. Yeah. Look at this armbar, oh. bitch! Oh, look how fast that shit was. He tapped. Ooh, he tapped. Look how fast that shit was. You could do that. Wow. Easy. Watch this again. Keep a wow. fucking close perfect look. Timing. And look how co- relaxed he is until look, he locks it up. He's like, is he really going to leave his arm? But look at Coleman. Oh, 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 oh that's not good. That is. That's athletic. God, that's just, so beautiful. He practiced that a thousand times. That's all. Remember oh, the second time times. they fought was in uh, Las Vegas when yeah, Pride came I, here? I, I, I was there, dog. I was there I and he brought his kids one. into the ring. surprised, brother. Look at this. Look how glorious that is. Oh Belly God. down, Russian armbar, man. He was so That's good at good. that shit. That's not good. He was so good at that shit. He hit that shit on everybody. Didn't he hit that shit on Semi Schilt, too? <sighs> he hit it on everybody. Sure. Sap. Yeah, right? and then no. no, he never fought Sap. Oh, that's right. He avoided Sap. That's right. He was like, no, no, well, thank you. The guy was three seventy five. <laughs> exactly. Well, remember Noguera was like, project. fuck that. Remember Noguera fought him, and they wanted to fight him again. He was like, no. Nah, I, I had a talk. I had a, an hour conversation with Bob Sap one time about. Yeah, hip- hypnotism. Like he was really into. He's really Bob into. Bob Sapp. Yeah. How big is Smart that dude? Smart guy. How big is that dude? His face. I kept looking at his face. It was so wide, and so big. He's just. A, he's just a different kind of human. All being. natural. Smart guy. All natural. Smart guy. <laughs> a nice natural. guy. Yeah. And was really nice into. Guy. Really into hypnotized like hypnotism and just mind control and stuff. He was giving me all these books to read. Um, I want to watch the uh, Fujita fight because that was a crazy Crow fight. Cop one's good too. Yes. Trying to find Fujita. God, he's got a lot of great fights, man. <clears throat> Gary Goodridge. I forgot about that one. You know, the the other thing is Big when you Daddy. look at these guys' careers and you see how many fighters that you forgot, how many fights you forgot about. Oh, like, I know. Oh, yeah. Mark Hunt. There's Crow. Wait, Randleman, what happened? Oh, yeah, I remember that. The Randleman fight Randleman was crazy. He beat him. Rammed him on his yep. fucking head. I know. And then Suplexed moments later. Him, right? yeah. yeah. Wow. Moments later, he... Hey, Armbar, he did the same a, thing to him. Kimura. Yeah. Let's yeah. watch Cyborg versus uh, the hot chick. Who? What's her name? Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Yeah. Dude. I wonder if that's even Listen to the audience. It's it sounds like a fight. Beatles concert. It sounds like a fucking Beatles concert. I don't like to see my The crowd is a bunch of face. chicks screaming in the audience. Yeah. Gina Carano, Cyborg. That's one of the craziest fights of all time. They're cheering for Gina? Fuck yeah. Gina's, Gina said, I'm going to do movies. Fucking It was like a Britney Spears concert. There's ne- never been a fight like that before. We're just chicks. Oh, this is pride bad to the bone. Handsome. Oh, man. Mirko was fighting somebody else back then. Boy, he looked fucking different. He, he looked like young, Street huh? Fighter. Boss Rutten. It's wow. really a shame that Boss Rutten never fought in pride. It would have been really interesting to see him fight in pride. Boss was a fucking murderer, dude. Nightmare. He was young. Woo! I remember he was watching. He's the I first like, real athlete. In MMA. First real striker in MMA. When he fought in um, Pancrase, he got see. He threw kicks. The guys were like, "What the fuck is this?" I, I watched yep. him hit a bag, kick a bag with his shin. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It sounded like a, a gun was going off. 
You never seen Pedro Hizo kick a bag. No. <clears throat> Pedro Hizo throws some life changing kicks on the bag. His coach said he he won't hold mitts for him. Daniel no. Warren what? was like, I won't hold mitts. Really? Why would you? On the bag. Why his, would he said he did it once. Hizo's like, hips are about again. this wide. They're, yeah. they're they're literally about a quarter mile He's wide. He's got goddamn tree trunks for legs mm-hmm. too. But the thing about Pedro Hizo is, man, he would like he had really good technique too, real Holland style kickboxing. But he would hit guys with one leg kick, and you would see them go like, "What?" Really? Like, yeah, oh, because oh guys God. were used to eating a certain amount down. of leg kicks. Boom. You know, like Night's guys over, would hit so. you. I don't think anybody kicked legs the way uh, Ernesto Hoos does, though. I, he I kicked really watching. good. Oh. I mean, Ernesto Hoos was a technician, oh. but Ernesto Hoos didn't have the kind of power that Hizzo had. Hizzo jab, had a jab freakish, right, dig to the body, and boom. Freakish power. I've, I, when Hizzo fought Rico Rodriguez in, um, in, in the UFC, he hit Rico with one leg kick, like early in the fight, just... <laughs> And you could see the look on Rico's face, oh, like "fuck no. all this." Yeah, and Rico just completely adjusted and decided to survive. Oh. Like he literally decided oh. to survive from like the opening moments of that fight. Yeah. He it'll got it'll change your career. Kicks. It'll ruin your whole. It'll, it'll just change everything. Well, he fucked up Randleman so bad. Randleman's legs is, are still damaged to this day. Are you kidding? The doors he's too. Got, yeah, he's got crazy um, all over his leg. He's got who'd you say, Fedor? No, Randy Couture. Oh, real Couture. Pedro. Yeah, yeah. He has a huge, dent. crazy, dense. Really? And, yeah. yeah, and um, weird oh veins. Oh my god! Like he broke their veins open, it's crazy. and the veins recuperate, but they they form new channels. So like all over your like he has these gnarly, bubbling veins. Oh my all god! All over his leg where Hizo kicked him. Fuck that! It's insane, yeah, right? all over his I'll leg. Stick, I'm sticking to comedy. I was going to get into MMA. I'm going to stick to comedy. I think you maybe can do, you can get surgery. You? To fix Be honest that. with me. Don't play with me. See, this is Fedor versus Fujita, and this is like a fight where he got in the worst, in the worst. Fedor looks like position. the before and after in a body contest. He, just, he looks like the before. Yes, yeah. he's got he's got a bad yeah. stomach. But look at this. Watch this. He knows how to throw those hammers. Oh, dude. He also knows how to surprise you. His timing, man. Oh, that soccer kick was big too. Soccer kicks were big and gnarly, right? Totally different experience, man. Yeah, not a good thing. And you could knee to the head, right? When yeah. somebody's on the hands oh, and yeah. knees, that's that's devastating. I'm surprised they don't have that in the UFC. That that you that would change you can't a lot. Have it with, with cages, it's, it's different. Why is that? With the cage because you could trap a guy up against oh, oh, soccer oh, kick okay. him, stomp him, soccer kick him. Right. The thing about the ropes is you could slide around underneath it and avoid stuff. Right. It's good in that respect. There's probably a better solution that someone hasn't figured out yet. I don't know what it is, but here's uh, here's where he gets rocked. Like Fedor comes in. On Fujita, and Fujita throws a fucking hammer his way. And Fujita, look at the size of his head. Right. He was a, yeah, a, a big, big dude. He's all fucked up too now, man. Alistair Overeem changed his life. He oh, looks, that knee. Oof. Oof. Fujita oof. looks like he's moving like an old man right there, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just stiff-legged. And Put a black suit on him, and he's the... Odd job? He's a... The bad guy from James Bond? The hitman Watch this. for the UK. Oh! Oh, oh snaps. Dude, rubber-legged. He's all over the place. That motherfucker knows how to survive, though. True Look that. at Look. this. Look Isn't it amazing this. that he couldn't, Fujita couldn't get him off him with greasy Unbelievable. arms. Unbelievable. Greasy arms. His overhook was so strong that when he got hit, he, just took a he was bad able hit. to hold on to That's him. That's the ref cam right there. Wow. He just took a bad Yeah, the ref cam was pretty badass. Jesus Christ. And if they had a ref cam today, it would be high def, so it would be even more badass. That would be sweet. Shit. Yeah. They probably should have that. We gotta see that in slow motion. So, Why not? so, Why not? Uh, so a ref could say, "I didn't see the eye poke." Yeah. Like, bitch, how come we could see the eye poke through the fucking ref cam? <laughs> you lazy fuck. Oh, yes, shit. my head was looking that way, but my eyes were looking that way. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> your honor. One of them ring card girls done distracted me. 
Yeah, you could bring that in. It's into just they got, on a new, her. they got a new Brazilian ring card girl, the judge. Like, you got to understand. Look at the pictures. Now, I wonder what, what, what's going on. Fedor's got to be a little, still bunched up here. Yeah, he's backing up to his feet. Well, he's probably slowly recovering. Recovering, yeah. Look at oh, this. Fujita no. almost throws him down. Oh, man, nothing. he posted on his arm. That's fucking dangerous shit. Check this out. Somebody, Look at this. Look at this goes. shit right here. Blip, 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 blip. And he turns it around. Yeah, with well. That striking. Loose. Look at Loose. This. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Standing, standing right there, right kick, there. Kick to the body, fucking. Well, it, I, I think he knows Vegeta's a lot slower than he is. He doesn't know that. <laughs> Both you guys quiet down for a second. It's getting very quiet. Oh. Jab hook. It's fake blood, too. Huh? I think he zoomed in a little too big. Bip! Look at this kick. Boom! boom. Body oh. kick, left hook. Oh. Look at this. Oh. Fucking him up with strikes and then closes out. With a rear naked choke. Look at that shit. He's choking his shit That's out. how you fight. Right? Yeah, man. Having the God, ability to do everything is so important. Having the ability to do everything. Look at him. Dude, he got rocked in that fight. Fuck yeah, he did. And look at him walk around like nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened. All he's talking about is a sauna so right now with a bunch of so naked tough. men. Yeah, ma- naked men hitting his back with branches. So tough. <laughs> oh no, he just got choked on. Yeah, that oh, sucks. well, that's that's the least of his worries. Too. Yeah, if you watch his Overeem fight, where did he fight Overeem? His dream was it dream? It was dream. He eats a knee and it like concaves his freaking. It's oh. he was out cold for it's, half an hour. No, stop it. Yes. It's tough to watch, man. Yeah, they said it was one of the worst knockouts ever. For a half, Sa- hour. it sounded like yeah. a shotgun. Just boom. Yeah, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, man. Well, how's he doing now? Oh, I'm sure Fantastic, he's man. No, he's <laughs> writing books and shit. It's dope, man. <laughs> writing yeah. Curing cancer and shit. It's so cool. Said no one ever. Come on, man. Who do you, uh, no who you guys want to see? How's fight? he doing now? Who do you want to uh, see? Fight how about some, how about some early? Was Anderson uh, ever fighting in Pride? Yeah, he fought in Pride. Uh, Anderson. He just, he, oh, how about there? I, I like some of those Nick Diaz fights. Well, he great. won too. We fought Alex Diebling, the Brazilian killer. Remember the that? Chonin. He, what's what's Rio name? Chonin Rio fucked Chonin. him up with that beautiful flying, flying scissors yeah, to a heel hook. Yeah, I've watched. Um, uh, I've watched Nick Diaz. And, let's watch some that. fucking classic Vanderlei. Oh, oh okay. that's classic. Let's watch Vanderlei Crocop because. Oof. But Vandalay Crocop too, especially was a real. It was a real education in what happens when an elite striker gets good at takedown defense. You know what? What happened? There's something that happens to these guys when they get really good at takedown defense, where they start, you know, they start figuring it all out, and then they get loose on their feet, and then you see the gap between them and and other people. You know. Mm-hmm. What uh? Which one did did Vandalay fight? I have to start taking my takedown defense and my de- my takedown defense a lot more seriously than I have been. Shut the fuck up. What? What did I say? Just shut the is fuck up. This is the big one. <laughs> this is when, uh, for whatever reason, Vandalay decided that he was going to uh, go down? up to heavyweight. Is there going to be a hangover five? That he said. Hasn't even been a form. <laughs> Mirko, favorite fighter of all time. Really? Noguera number two. Wow. How weird is it I fought both of them? <laughs> weird, the, huh? What fucking what world do we live in? Do Damn, Marco was only 32 back then. I know you've done like some Latin kind of crossover stuff, like Russian kind of Latin. Oh, I don't know here what Here we the... go. Look at this shit. Oh, boy. Dude, how this scary is, was he's he? He's natural here. Yeah, but this is Vanderlei as a heavyweight. He was 218 here. Krokop was actually 214. Dude, he could throw. But this is Krokop 
at his best. Look at Krokop's legs. This is Krokop at his best. This is when he was sponsored by Purina. No, that's the flag of Croatia, bro. <laughs> Don't be rude. <laughs> Boom! Look at that oh! fucking kick to the body. Jesus Christ, that shit was on. God, he was so gangster. He was so much better before the tattoo. Oh, my God. Vandaling? Yeah. No, I'm talking about Krokop, dude. Look at this. Hammer fist. He Those was just... Work. Oh, my God. He was just fucking Vanderlei up in this fight. So strong. He was so good back then. He would just that kick to the body in the opening round. I could watch that all day long. That shit was ridiculous. For sure the greatest left kicker ever. Ever. Hands ever. down. How, how much different does Wanderlei look now? Totally right? different. That facelift or whatever he did? Well, he had his, a piece of rib taken out to reconstruct his nose, and he had his nose made extra large so he could get more air in it. You know, what if like, it got him more pussy? Nice. I don't think it did. He's I would married. agree with it, then. I would agree with it. I'd be like, but watch this shit, man. This is rough because he was already beaten up. He was already beaten up oh, by that. Boom, straight left. Merkel was so goddamn laser beam accurate back then, too. He's just fucking going off on Vanderlei. There's also the first fight, which is maybe the scariest fucking stare down ever. Ever, hands down. When Vanderlei and Krokop were standing, and Vanderlei's doing all his normal yeah. like t intimidation shit, and Krokop's looking at him like, I've killed motherfuckers <laughs> with a knife. You know, he's got like that face. <laughs> yeah, that was the only time Vanderlei has ever been out. Uh, Scared. Yeah. Out stare downed. Out stare downed. Yeah. That yeah. was the only time. Usually he fucking Can we see that? I gotta see that after this fight. We'll, Krokop's we'll still fighting. He's fighting, I think, Ishii soon. Well, he fought in Dream, he actually, or in uh, the Brother Judo Glory. World Champion he actually guy? did well. He, uh, he, uh, he won uh, K1, right? The heavyweight. He won a version of a Grand yeah. Prix. Yeah. Like at, a year ago. Yeah, look at Vandalay's eyes. His, his eye and his nose. Look at his nose. His nose had a curve. Yeah, it was it smashed. There's a lot of guys like that. Uh, they get that... that that smash part of the middle of the nose. Come oh, on, he wants dude. to fight. Look, Look at his, his eyes. Look at he his wants face. Like fight. that doctor's going to stop it. That's all fake. They very rarely stop That's not stop even a doctor. Never. Do you, you, a do you think they're guy. just giving him a break yes, here? Yes, 100%. To, uh, to let him recharge 100%. to make the fight better? Yep. So they, they create some drama. They make it look like they might stop it. Oh, not it's sure. It's like WWF. Not sure. They would never stop any. There's, no, there's not enough blood to even consider it. The problem is, while they're doing this, they're giving Krokop a break, too. And that fucking dude was so goddamn explosive. He's not even yoked. Uh, he was only 214 back then, man. I mean, he's yoked, but it's a different kind of yoked. He carries around a lot of weight now. He looks very different than he looked What's back then. What's he weighing now? Probably like 250, really? 240, somewhere around Krokop? there. Krokop? Yeah. What do you think he weighs? 235. You said he was the strongest guy you ever tied up with, right? Hands down. Wow. Not even close. Jesus. Look at this. They start him on the ground again. I like that. I like that. Vandalay throwing some hammers from his back here. Damn. I just want to see it when it gets to the feet, and I don't want to hear the commentary. Look at this. Trying for arm bars and shit. Nobody's even talking. It's all me. Carrying this podcast, <laughs> on your I'm, I'm watching this like damn. <laughs> I know, so man. am I. I haven't seen this. I'm First time Callan's ever it. seen it, so he's just Personal. super I'm, into I'm it. I'm totally into it. Yeah, sure, sure. 
What is that you're eating? Oh, one of the. Uh, this is amazing. Whatever. Yeah. This it's is, a bar. Talking to the microphone. Whatever. Pro bar. Yeah. I didn't want to chew on the mic or anything, but this. Pro fuck, bars. I've been looking at it for two hours. Going. It's delicious. It doesn't look good. I'm like, Whatever happens to the pickles, dog? Seeds, I but got it's great. There's some trouble though with the mic, right? Yeah. Is this on it? We should probably break no, out no, a pickle. No, those are Too bad gosh. for the mic. How about that? <laughs> when I went hunting, you don't have to be a you don't have to be a mic Nazi, bro. Break out the pickles I right just, now. I just You're bigger this. than everybody else. Eat a pickle and give me one. I just want this to stand up so I can see the end. Well, we want pickles, so <laughs> you can you can want to stand up, and I want fucking pickles. I've been here for six hours. We'll get a fucking pickle right now. I haven't been here for six hours, and you were you 40 minutes late. late. Whatever. Now he wants a pickle. I brought wine, and, and well, I brought we, cheese. We can go get something to eat after this if you guys want to get some dinner. Too late. I'm sorry. I, to, I can't eat that late. Come on. I'm sorry. I have rules. Do you have rules? Rules are rules. Diet? I just, I'm sorry. There's some things I won't do. I can only be pushed so far. All right, here it goes. Here it goes. I should have brought Back donuts. up to the feet. Look at this, Eddie. Back up to the feet. Sweat it. Here it comes. There's not a Krispy Kreme for miles away, and you don't want to settle for less. You know what he's they doing gave for... him a yellow card. <laughs> no, that Randy, was fucked son. up back then, too, man. They would give dudes yellow cards what does that mean? for I like inactivities. That. I like that. Oh, my I like God. That. The guy would get a percentage of the money. purse, right? Mm-hmm. What's that money? 10%. 10%. What's that money, baby? Here it goes, though. I like this. Get ready for this left kick, He can't even see out of his right eye. Watch this. Look how good Krokop slides inside, too. Good good movement. Boom! Oh, to Jesus. the body. Oh Hooks God. for days out of Wanderlei. Oh, my God. Yeah, he never threw straight punches. Ever. Very rarely. Well, he had very narrow shoulders for a big, muscular guy. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here she comes. God, oh, my God. So He's just dirty. setting him up. He I got butterflies. It. I've seen it a hundred mm-hmm. times. He's just setting him up, though, man. Oh, yeah, you can never give Krokop setup time. You cannot do it. No way. Ooh, Good shot tagged, there. Vandaly tagged him. But look, Krokop back and forth. Krokop's still out of chin back then, man. He could take it back then. Boom, again oh to the God. body. He Good the Lord. Yeah, he's fucked. The straight left to the, the face and the fu- Here it comes. There Here it comes. Boom! Oh, good Lord. That referee oh, stopped no. the quick. Oh, oh my shit. God. Look at the, sh- the fucking gash on the side of his head where the shin landed. That's horrifying. Yeah. Well, he was one of those dudes, man. If that's he caught horrifying. you with that kick, the way he moved, he didn't get laid tonight. That's awful. So different. He what moved. What in the world? Boom. Oh, my God. Oh, Christ. That's so bad for he him. He moved so Mistake. different back he then. He looks dead, dude. By the Ooh. time he got into the oh, UFC, and you got to wonder, you know, because of the what they did in Pride as far as, like, the drug testing and shit, you got to wonder what these guys were and weren't on back then. And then you get off of it, mm-hmm. and there's this, like, this period where your body's just not the same. Right. Like, a perfect example that I always use is Roy Jones Jr. When Roy Jones Jr. fought John Ruiz, he got up to, like... 199 pounds, like ripped, shredded. And then he got to go all the way down to 175 when he fought Antonio Tarver after that. And he looked like dog shit. That's when he got knocked out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Tarver was the first guy to stop him. And Tarver didn't just knock him out. He changed his career. Yeah. changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Then after that, he fought Glenn Johnson. Glenn Johnson knocked him out bad. Well, they said that that, that he was so gifted physically and so fast Who? that he actually, um, Roy, Roy Jones Jr., that, he, that when he lost a step because he didn't really have to work on fundamentals the way somebody who wasn't that fast did, once he lost a step, he was getting knocked mm-hmm. out by guys who were really educated. He was so fun boxers. to watch, man. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. He's My ridiculous. favorite ever. I hated it. That, that Mayweather-Pacquiao fight's going to happen, huh? Is it? That's what they're yeah. saying. They yeah. both Mayweather agreed Mayweather called him out. Really? Mayweather, Mayweather called him out. out. And then Pacquiao was like, cool, money's not an issue. I don't care about the money. Let's just make it wow. happen. I can't Because money was what was holding it up. That's going to be the biggest money-making paper I wish they'd done it five time. years ago. I got to pee. 
Yeah, but it's a good time for it. Yeah. It would have been Perfect better five it. years ago, but it's still really good. You saw oh, what yeah. he did to, to Algeria. I mean, yeah. he just took his whole game away. Well, Algeria's not on his level. I mean, no, Algeria's really But people really didn't good, really know smart. that. Like, before the fight, when yes, you listen to people, they no, weren't people, saying that he was going to get outclassed that everyone way. Everyone knew well, it was too big of a jump for Algeria, though. It's I didn't way hear that. Much. I heard people who talking told, about Who the fuck are you talking about? He's a huge underdog. Think about Virgil Hunter. Drunk guys. Virgil Hunter. Bradley. Tim Bradley. And they were talking, and they were very respectful of Algeria. He's, like a, a, he's like a plus twelve hundred underdog. Yeah, oh. no one gave him a shot. Yeah, like Vegas. Like he's exactly was... how you would think of a guy who lived with his parents and in the basement. Erase, with Jamie, fight Jamie, the which he does. He Jamie, Jamie, erase the, the part I was talking about. There. He does. Yeah, he lives with his parents in the basement. But doesn't he have money? He has money now. I mean, he beat Provodnikov. I know he made some money and decided he's going to keep his yeah, Honda. He, yeah, he's got he keeps a Honda his Honda. Court. Lives with his parents oh, really? in the basement. Two hundred thousand miles. Good for him. I like him even more. He just says he likes to be around his family. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, don't be Let's a boxing humbug. Give the fans the fight they want. They have waited long enough. Wow. Dang, son. I like the dot right before Floyd Mayweather. That let everybody know. <laughs> Put a little period before Floyd Mayweather. So wow. it's not just in his at mentions. Oh, so if you go dot, oh, I just learned that. It's kind, of lame, yeah. it's kind of a lame fan call out. Don't be a humbug. It's cute. <laughs> That's what he is. He's That's a nice how guy. He is. Yeah, super He's a nice guy that fucks people up. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. They did a um, a thing on skeletons. Filthy facial hair. <laughs> Filthy. Very Genghis that, Khan of that him. That Bieber haircut with a Genghis Khan freaking <laughs> mustache. They did an uh, analysis of like his skeleton. Apparently, he has a very he has very large wrists, big and, bones. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. talking about like the one of the reasons why he's been able to carry his punching power up through the ranks and why he's so successful and knocking guys out. And they, they there's a direct correlation between the size of certain parts of your bones, mm. particularly like wrist size. Mm. Like wrist size is like his, a big His calves are huge, huge, too. Who's this? Huge legs. Manny Pacquiao. His speed. His speed. His footwork, but his speed. He's just so awkward. He's just a beast. And, just and a beast. the nicest guy ever. Huge dick. You think so? For a what little if, guy? D- what Not if dick size? What if Not dick size had... Uh, Affected your power. What if they learn that and they test it? Well, then I'll mark on my man. No, just kidding. Uh, a lot of laughing there, know. and you cut yeah. it short. I like cut it short. Yeah. <laughs> I'm marked on my man. No, ah. serious question. No, serious question, Brendan. How many inches are you? This is not serious. <laughs> this, this, this is not a serious. serious question I like the way your voice all. dropped and you got whispery about it. Serious question, Brendan. How many inches are you? I like shit like that. Me too. I like shit. Like all that. I want to know is about. It. All I care about is Brendan. Be honest. This could get oh. you more pussy. I'm all set, man. I can't take anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Thirteen, um, 13 inches, Eddie. Thank you for asking. That's though. a very that's bigger than Lexington Steel. No, I'm just kidding. Doug. I forgot Roy Nelson fought Crow Cop. How did he do? Right after Roy me, took, I think. yeah, Roy took his back and smashed him. No, uh, Roy beat Crow Cop. Yeah, that was the Crow Cop had him wobbled though. Did you remember that Crow Cop had him on the ropes? He head kicked him or something. Straight left. He landed else? a nasty body shot on him too, but yeah, Krokop got him down, TKO'd him. Yeah. Oh, you mean uh, Roy got him down? Yeah, my bad. Um, I want to see Roy versus Nogueira. Oh, really? Yeah, just to see. Like, Dude, that's what awful. At the end. What? That giant right hand? Yeah. I can't believe you want to watch that. You don't want to watch that? That's tough to watch, man. Okay. It's, it's like it's like Nogueira's freaking. Oh, like this stilt and just gets annihilated. Yeah. And it's basically the end of a freaking legend. I know. Yeah. I made me like sad. Uh, it definitely doing that. Sad. He was all stiff. Ugh. Um, it is what it is. I got so concussed. 
What about the Bob Sapp days? Man? Okay. You okay. know what? Bob Sapp, Noguera. Yeah. What about Carlos Newton Pele? How about um? We already did, saw Bob Sapp and Noguera. We've done that on the podcast before. I think people will go, oh, not yeah, that that's true. Again. How about Bob Sapp, Crow Cop? Was that kickboxing? Yes, it was. What about Jose Canseco, Ho Man Choi? Oh, no. <laughs> Classic. You, you need to sleep more. Right? You're on the How bad was that? Remember Mark Kerr? Hard. How bad Look was at Mark that? Kerr. Remember Mark Kerr and his body? Captain America right there. Yeah, Who? Right. He had the craziest body Who? on the planet. Mark Kerr. Remember him? I heard like Mark. I like heard that? Mark Kerr uh, likes the way the dick tastes. Well, uh, How, there's a rumor. What's your price? You? There was a Karen. rumor. Huh? What's your price? For Mark Kerr, I do it. 100000 If anybody's ever watched that documentary, no. if you, you haven't. You know exactly brother, what I was talking about. You haven't watched that documentary, The Smashing Machine. You Great gotta, documentary, man. It's a crazy documentary because they followed Mark Hunt, who at the Mark time. Kerr, Mark Kerr, Mark Kerr yeah. rather. Mark Kerr at the time was a world-class um, mixed martial arts fighter was smashing guys and had this unbelievable body mm. and they caught him in the middle of this like drug spiral yeah. a downward spiral right they didn't when know they that when there, they were making it they, they had, had no idea, idea. and the right cra- when they got there with the camera he fell apart the crazy what? thing about, about Mark Kerr, seen it. is he, he told me this to pain is when Mark Coleman was rising in the UFC and there was a couple of the wrestlers there's no Garrett Mark Kerr said top. that Guys were always telling me, look, dude, yeah. you should do the UFC. You got to do it. You'd kill these guys. And Mark Kerr said he did not have any interest in fighting. He kept saying, those guys are animals. I don't have that animal instinct. Yeah. I mean, people kept telling me, dude, it'll be so easy. You Look at Mark Coleman. He's a star. He's making all this money. He's taking people down. You could do this. And then they twisted his arm. He signed a deal with the UFC and then backed out of it because he, he just was not confident. And then he decided, damn, maybe I'll, he got off an offer in Brazil to do an eight-man tournament, and he said, okay, I'll do this this low-key tournament in Brazil, see how I do, and then uh, we'll evaluate after that. He went down to Brazil. He was scared shitless. Mark Kerr was scared shitless, throwing up in the bathroom, had diarrhea. This is what he was telling me. He was freaked out. He went out there, won the eight-man tournament, Got to, it was a bare knuckle, so he got this staph infection all up his arm. So he was in Brazil. He won this thing. He won this tournament. He beat Fabio Gergel in the final, and there was no gloves. And he got the staff up his arm. He almost died in the hospital oh. in Brazil. It was oh. terrible. He was supposed to win twenty thousand dollars. The promoter of the show said, "Hey, this is Brazilian tax. You're getting eleven thousand or whatever." So he got fucked with the money. He had a nightmare experience in the hospital. When he finally got home, he said, "I'll never do this again." But he started reading stuff on the internet about. They started calling him the smashing machine. And, and in Brazil, la máquina de fucking esmachio or whatever. And all of a sudden he thought, wait a minute. Hmm. Maybe I will do this again. And then that's decide, when he, he decided. If you want to, to freak to... out, he wrestled at 188 and look, then he fought at 260. The, look at the size of. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Look at the size of Bob Sapp. Forget about the anybody beast. else. Forget anybody that's ever lived. Ever. Forget about so anybody true. when you talk about size. Forget about anybody that ever lived. Look at Crazy. this. Noguera still tries to take him down. Look at, oh, this. Look at that. Yeah, this is really bad. That's what fucked his world up for yeah. like five yeah. years right there. Yeah. Really jacked that it back power up. Bomb. That was a Paul Orndorff, Mr. Yeah. Wonderful. He tried uh, to do it a second pile time. Driver. Yeah. He pile drive. First, pile, first Dude, and only pile drive. how strong is he in the first minute of a fight? Unbelievable. Might be the strongest fighter ever for first minute. Yeah, he's unbelievably strong. Him I mean, or he Carwin. Was, he was three. He's bigger than Carwin, though. He's 375 pounds. Yep. Look at that. No one can. I mean, that's. He's pile driving people. You and can't do that. And he's on every drug known to man. I mean, he's allowed to take whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just he was so much bigger. He was a hundred pounds so bigger than he what was. What makes when he you think that's football. unnatural? Some guys are that big. Yeah, totally. Three seventy five with abs is totally normal. 
It's, yeah, if you, we well, see it all the time. Tate, you know, Tate was in that movie, The Longest Yard, with him. And uh, Tate was like, the dude carries around a doctor's bag everywhere he goes. Damn, <laughs> he's oh, just no. got, he's just got supplies. <laughs> like you, you. Can't. I heard he was terrified to fight. I'm sure they said he would be in the back, like just. He's super not nice doing guy. Well. Super, super nice sweet. Guy. Like. He's incredibly smart. sweet. He's a smart guy. Ivan Salivary is a friend of mine, and he's really close with Bob Sapp. Oh. And he's just like the sweetest, nicest guy ever who just found a way to make cash. I heard he made a killing in sponsorships in Japan. Yeah, but then it Killed all went it. away, man. It all went away in a big way. Like he when he when he backed out of K one, you know that whole deal. Like they were they, they, the yakuza apparently allegedly uh, due to uh, you know unforeseen circumstances did not have the uh, contract ready for him. And they were trying to get him to fight without a contract. He was like, fuck you. So he backed out of the, the main event. And, like, they don't know, play that they shit. They don't play that shit. Like, he was worried about his life. Like, look at the size of him here. Good Lord. No, Garris still trying for that takedown. His neck is probably all jacked up. Yeah, but if he, he was somewhere Paul Harris did, you know. He could have at least grabbed a hold of those. So he legs pulled guard and there. He shot. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to go through him. I got to pull guard. I got to beat him off my back. And that's what he ends up doing in this. He sweeps him and then arm bars. And him. his neck is probably already injured pretty badly. So by at now. some point, he made the decision: I can't take this motherfucker down. If I keep trying, it's it's not going to work. I got to pull guard. I got to beat him off my back. And he's got to do old school hoist Gracie cook him. Gotta, and and he's prepared yeah. for it. He has confidence, and he's like, I can beat him off my back because in the gym I'm beating him, people off my back out. all day. Tire him out. Yeah, but is he beating someone this big? I mean, does he even know anybody that big? No. How do you train? That's the thing about Sap. You, I mean, you don't even giant. you don't know anybody that big. Who you got to get to train? Look at the fucking difference in the size of them. I mean, that's, Andre the Giant. That's goddamn comical. He hates getting hit though, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't. He like hates see that when he got hit, he hated it. Look at that kick. Half ass kick. Hilarious. I know welterweights who can kick harder than that. <laughs> oh, Maurice was training him, though. You know, Maurice. Maurice, Maurice had Smith, him, right? Yeah, Maurice had him. You know, at least competent. And Barnett, right? Yeah, Josh was in his corner for this. You fight. can see Josh in this corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a Seattle guy. That's right. Boom. They started getting tired Slipping. in this fight. It's crazy how far everything has come since two thousand four. I'll it's never weird. forget watching this fight. Watching this fight going fucking nuts. All I was thinking about in the beginning was, he's too big. He's not going to win. He's just too big. There's no way he can do this. He's too big. Look at this he's switch. Too big. Look at this switch. Ooh, winds up on top. Look at that. Boom. Oh, shit. Oh, that Poor, was goddamn ridiculous. Bob is too little too late, though, for this round. Yeah, but when he got Bob inside control, he was working, trying for a Kimura on a 375-pound man. That's hilarious. Dude, and he Bob sat up. his ass. <coughs> yeah, and Bob put him in up. his guard. I don't know. His neck looks Look fine. No, it's no, not fine. No, no. Shut the fuck up. 380-pound dude slams you on your neck. Uh, it's your weight and his weight all in your neck. Believe oh, me. God. You He's heard, done interviews that he was What kind of massage would you give him if you had a chance? What's that? That's why Fedor wouldn't fight him. Just I worked the lower body mostly. A lot of your neck problems come from the lower body of your hip area. Your toes. You should work out barefoot. Your your necks hurt because your hips are super tight. Yeah, you ever talk to one of those guys, those fucking weirdo guys who think they have some magical secret? Well, I got a massage in college. You're not cursed because your ass is tight. Swear to God, I got a massage in college where the guy wanted to put both his fingers up my ass, and you let it happen. I swear to God, he told me that there's a nerve center there that releases all the muscles. I went, I know that's cool, bro, and I was so polite. 
You know what I mean? I can't hurt anybody's feelings. I was going, I know, bro, it's cool, it's cool, but you know what? I think I'm going to stick with it. I was trying to finger your ass, period. You know what? I'm going to try to tell you that. I go, it's all right, bro, because I'm good with it. I just need this part, this part. I was all in your glutes, bro. It's in your hips. He really told you that? Huh? Why don't you talk about that on stage? It's he tried going should. double fingers in he your ass. He tried to go double fingers up my right up my ass. Tell asshole. me this story. I was like, no. He gave me a massage. Where he were kept you? saying he was a masseuse. And then he kept I saying found he was a masseuse. Yep. <laughs> and I was my back really hurt in college. So I had a bad back. So my lower back. And he goes, I he goes, you. so he's massaging me. And he's touching everywhere but my feet. I'm like, it's weird. My feet, I mean my, my back. Where's my feet, he massaging you at though? My feet, my legs. Then he starts talking about my ass. And then he goes, You hold a lot of tension here. And I'm like, okay, this feels good though. He's like massaging my, my glutes. And then he goes, he goes, I swear to God, he goes, so now this is going to be weird. Maybe in the beginning, you have a nerve center. You have a nerve center in right, right next to your prostate. And he goes, so what I do is I'm going to get right up here. And he goes, I'm going to get right up there with my fingers and I'm going to massage the area. And what's going to happen is you're going to let go completely. But you got to really let go, start letting go now. And I go, I, I was going to be like, what, what do you mean? He goes, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it, I'm going to have to go in your anus. And I'm going to, and I go, no, no, no. I go, no, no, it's okay. Because for me, I'm I'm more tight here. And also, also, and I go, and I go, also, I'm not used to that. So that's not something I can find. Also, I'm not used, to that. I'm not used to that. Yep. So then I find out, then I find out that my buddy, who is uh, from Jordan, and a really macho dude, macho dude. He was Jordan from Jordan and Germany. Good-looking guy, always combed his hair with a brush and wore tight jeans and pulled his balls and cock to one side. And he was very happy with it. The, the character I do, I take this woman to my bed. I make like that was based on this guy. And I don't want to say his name, but he he um I found out that uh, he, he got fingered. In he got that. fingered, and then he let the dude blow him. He's like, okay, oh, you can blow me. No. And we were all like this. We were like. Yeah, but he's from Jordan, man. It's probably kind of macho. We kind of gave him a Wait a minute. Culture you gave him a pass? We gave him a pass. From America? We were like, ah, he's not from America. Maybe it's like a cultural thing. Wait a minute. You let... None of us talk about it again either. You let a guy finger your ass and then blow you. That is a gay act. I would imagine. You gave him, that's man. How, that's what I would say. There's no experiment in what you're a dude. say I had it. sex, not to be... But I was in college and I saw him have sex with a girl. I had sex in a room. Well, you know, you're younger. You're like, oh, we can't afford a hotel room. We got to share one. Right. I'm having sex. He's having sex in the with I a girl. Saw him do it. Oh so yeah. So he he bangs girls as oh, well. He banged as girls. That guy's well, blown. well and hard. And he was working but, with a piece. I know dudes that but, go both ways. But he let the guy blow him. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Put his fingers right up. Yeah, his but this ear. is a guy who hasn't done that other in other places. Just did it this one time, or. What's that? Or that's has probably let guys blow him before. I don't know, man. That's we didn't really talk time. about it after that. We were like, ah, that's not the first I time. I was the one who was like, you know what, man? We'll give him a pass. He's Hold from on. another country. How did you find out that he, bl- he well, got blown he by told, the guy? He, the guy who did it, told my buddy Dan very, very confidentially. Very confidentially. Because Dan, my buddy was Dan also got fingered in the well, butt? Dan was a little gay. And he goes, Jeez, he goes to Dan. Hanging out with a bunch of gay dudes. Around around with yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in college. fucking tricky gay guys. American University. And Dan goes... So Dan goes, so, so check it out. I go, what? He goes, there are a lot of people in your, in your midst that have had things with guys. I was like, like who? And he goes, well, don't tell me I told you this, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, man, there it is. But he was so macho. But you, hold on a second. <laughs> this is so Back it up. Weird. Back it up. So um, I, I remember these stories. You, you, know, you forget stories. The and gay you know, guy who tried to finger your ass <laughs> the yeah. told this other guy that the other guy let center. him finger his ass and blow him, but that guy never admitted it to anybody else. No way. So how do you know it's even true? 
The guy, he's a trickster. You said the guy wasn't even the a, way a he suits. did it because he only told my other friend who was gay, and, who was gay, and, and yeah. made him say not tell anybody. And yeah, my you know why they do friend. that because he's lying. It could easily be because he's lying, Maybe. and he's got a fantasy of blowing your hard-ass Jordanian friend. <laughs> Maybe. So he made some story up, and then you he tells you, like, it's look, the guy blows everybody. Good, let him blow you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. okay. But and the next a, thing you know, the guy's it was fingering a your ass secret. and blowing you. It was a big secret. He didn't miles want anybody to know. He didn't want, the gay guy didn't want anybody to know. He just right, told because Dan. he probably thought your friend would kill him. The right. Jordanian friend, I mean, he's a Middle Eastern guy. Yeah. It's very likely. Is he, he a masseuse or not? Yeah. Well, no. He was a soft-spoken <laughs> oh, guy. Weak, bro. Dude, I, mean, I don't this, know. This he is said like he was. a bit. Sounds of my like your act. crew was pretty. I used to have lame. a bit about bisexuals that I don't think they really exist. I right. think there's gay dudes, and then there's really gullible straight dudes who get talked into blowing crafty gay dudes. <laughs> this that's guy so is like making my act real. That's probably like, true. That's what a bisexual is. Yep. Like, there's guys who just crafty as fuck. My friend Jimmy used to say they're just greedy. That's what he used to say. I don't like bisexuals. They're fucking greedy. He goes, they're just greedy. They just want everything. Eh, gimme, gimme. <laughs> He's like, pick gimme, a team. Gimme, gimme. Pick a team. He just liked attractive people. Well, this guy, um, do you still Facebook him every now and no, then? Man. Is no, man. Is it over? How did you end the, the, uh, the sparring session on the massage table? He just gave me, he finished it up, and he said, well, what, is, some, what does he, that I mean? He goes, he goes, exactly. he goes, he goes, I finished remember. it up. Well, we dated for a while, but he, he Charged goes. Charged uh, you what? He goes, he goes, it's something you have to work up to, and it's something that I, I think I could really He almost had you with. for a little bit where you're like, yeah, maybe. I I was like, that would be weird. How would I do that? Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> and by like, wait, I'm going to tell you something else. You're going to think I'm making this up. Now that I remember it, I blocked some of it out because I traumatized. <laughs> he did massage my taint. He did. Yes, yes, he did. I swear to God, he oh massaged that God. area because he told me that area is where a lot of tension. And I was like, this is awful. I remember my toes kept pointing. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 God. I didn't want to be impolite. Your taint I'm trying so to... bad with confrontation. I didn't want to be impolite. I was so like, you just oh. let it happen? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm good, man. That's cool. My lower back. I get pointed at my lower back. Massage Is that where all the gay jokes taint. come from? Probably. That's oh all I do. Oh, oh massage your taint. You've had a dude yeah. massage your taint. Yeah. You've also been picked up for I prostitution. Haven't, I haven't had a back, back problem since. You've been oh, picked yeah. up for prostitution. You got arrested for prostitution. Yeah. When? Oh, you don't know that story? <laughs> don't eat crackers. Put the crackers down. I was. Um, this is great. I just yeah, thought but, this out the other day. Yeah, but everybody thinks that it was fighting. So I was like, people are like, you got arrested? Yeah, why? I was fighting. I have a whole story about it. Prostitution. Yeah, yeah no. Well, no, it wasn't. But th- it wasn't. I was not trying to pick up prostitutes. Listen to the story, and then you tell me what he was doing. I have paid for sex. Now, anybody who knows me knows that, and I believe in it. I just haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> I believe in I it. I believe in it. I think it should be legal. It does exist. It's not Santa Claus. That's true. Yeah. And and I don't do it. I ha- I don't do it in my adult years because I don't want to. I don't. It doesn't turn me on, and for a lot of reasons, I just don't want to be part of it. But and you're married. Yeah, but even if I wasn't married, I wouldn't do it because I have my own. It's too expensive. But you just, want someone to be attracted to you. Yes, you, you don't that's want, what it is. Yeah. I also don't want to. I don't want to contribute to someone else's destruction. There are a lot of reasons. I have a philosophy behind it. But it doesn't matter. But but um, I come out of uh, Jimmy Burke's apartment. It's late at night. I am literally been on a plane, and I, these these two blondes are in a car, and I look in, and I go, and they go hi, and I go hi, 
And I go, what are you doing? I go, not much. And immediately I'm like, hmm, interesting. And I figure, man, they, I don't know, they look kind of hungry. And they go, you want to have a good time tonight? I go, how much? And they go, how much do you have? And I go, I don't know, $5,000. How's that sound? Like, that's silly, right? Right. So they go, sounds great. We'll be right here. I go, okay, I'm going to go right to the bank machine. And <laughs> you can't get five thousand dollars. Of course you can. So I go to the, the bank, bank machine. machine I go to the bank machine. By the way, to get to cash, I had no cash to get in a cab and go home. Guess what? I go to the bank machine. Guess what's waiting for me? Bunch of cops. Guess what those girls were? Cops. It was a sting operation, <laughs> and they caught me. And I looked at the cops. I go. You guys are really going to arrest me? I said $5,000. The guy goes, yeah, I know. Here's the problem. You got caught up in the sweep. We got to take in. Sat next to a guy who was dressed like a woman who was trying to pick up women. And he was peeling his – he was so nervous he was peeling his uh, nail polish off. I spent uh, two days in jail. It was a lot of fun. And I really? Had make, yeah. And I had you and massage tape? Thank God they were there to protect and serve. Thank That's God. Right. The and I had to go to, to, to a class for John's for um, – where I had to go to a class for, uh, you know – Whatever, like you know, for Johns, for, Johns, for people. That- <laughs> this is also a story you should be telling on stage, I know, right? I know. So you got busted being a man. Found a funny way no to do it. Huh? Well, it's just you got re- busted being a man. Unbelievably, yeah. you got busted ridiculous trying to pick up prostitutes. Someone can so what? come up to you and ask you if you want to have a good time. I know. And then when you respond to that, but you're soliciting to say prostitution. You know, the cops were cool. They were like, "Bro, I mean, look for me." By all means, I get it. The problem is you got caught up in the sweep. You know, they were like, "Don't worry about it." They're like, "It'll be knocked down on a misdemeanor." Just died. it's a pain in the ass. I know they were all cool. I mean, you know, but yeah, I'm, but you were in jail for two days. Yeah, That's not sucked. a misdemeanor. And I had to make up a story. When a girl, I was when doing girls a Disney pull show. up next to you in a car and say shit like that, you gotta know that they That's were like parked. Some, they were parked. Yeah, it's like music video type great. shit. That shit don't exist. It That's does exist though. That's the problem you hear about in fucking penthouse letters. That's like, maybe real. this is That's the time. What if I was getting married the next day? Or something. My oh, yeah. wedding would be over. I mean, oh, yeah. there's all kinds of shit. Well, that I just learned when girls go, "Oh, you want a party?" They're not talking about dancing to some tunes. No, it's about doing a little drugs. Yeah, they're not talking weird. about hats with rubber bands at the bottom. Yeah, they're not well, talking about celebrate <laughs> somebody's two weird time, shit. Two times in uh, Vegas, I got I got had with a girl. Met her. She's cute. We're talking, hanging out. Gets get upstairs. She and we start girl. kissing. Yep. And she goes. And I start moving. She goes, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. You have no idea how much fun this could be, but nothing's free. I was like, oh, oh you got wow. me. Then another girl, we were hanging, dancing, beautiful, having a great time, kissy, kissy. Go to my room, and she goes, oh, the problem is I have to go to work. I go, oh, well, what do you mean? What do you mean work? We're almost like nigga. She goes, well, it cost me $1,000. You know, I'll lose $1,000 tonight if I don't dance. Ooh. I was like, you want $1,000? I kicked her out of my room. You 100% like, gave her $1,000. I didn't. I was like, no, nah, you know, <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't. I'd been like, you know what? I'm just going to grab. Will you take check? You yeah, take yeah, check? of course. She's like, no, I actually take credit cards. I didn't she like the way she it. did it. It's not that I, was not, I just didn't like the way she was trying to pull a fast one on me. That is hilarious. I was like, you got to be careful these days. These hoes ain't loyal. It's tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough, it's tough out there. It's tough out there for a John. You know, I think if, if <laughs> stories of a John by Brian pro- My real problem with all of it is when you make something illegal, it puts all this extra energy into something because you create consequences. The consequences being you could go to jail, crime, you know, all sorts of issues can happen. It's a, is it a, it's a misdemeanor, solicit prostitution, right? It's not a so, felony, yeah. so you yeah, can still get a down carry a, a gun and yeah, you can yeah. still vote. But either way, the idea <laughs> behind so it, ridiculous. they're taking away your freedom and putting you in the system. You also I, I probably agree. have to register as some sort of a sex offender in some no, states. No, you don't, you don't, you don't. No, in you some do. some states. You do. 
I don't I bet in think some so. states in Calabasas for sure. <laughs> For yeah. sure, you're well, sex offender. I wonder, man. I mean, it depends on what what the fuck you're doing. You know, like what are you doing with the prostitute? We need to get you know? this figured out. You certainly can get fired from your job. But it can here, have big consequences. The, here's a, here, the point: is in countries like Australia, where they have legalized prostitution, their divorce rate is way lower. Sure. They they don't have like all this violent crime Why attached to prostitution. If two individuals want to don't need first of all they, they, they with uh, violent crime they don't need Johns okay they work in these places where they have security yeah. they get people tested yeah. when people walk through the door they know you know they take their ID sounds like the way to go yeah. we're gonna do it regardless it should well, I mean, be where we, I mean, it like should people. be legal the, of course you, it if should it's be legal, legal to fuck someone for free right, which it is why isn't it legal to fuck someone for money right. what's if the difference it's, it's if ridiculous. it's if it's legal to give someone a massage for money why isn't it legal to stick two, two fingers in a guy's two ass consensual and adults? free him free me <laughs> free him yeah <laughs> two consensual I mean, adults and consenting. all my nerve endings yeah. are there two consenting adults and all my nerve endings yeah, are in my sense. anus it's... and i want to relax and you i can't let the guy <laughs> you have a lower jam, problem jam his ring finger right up my a, shitter a strong lower back issue i do yeah, I can't have him jam his ring finger and his middle finger right up my shitter. Release, <laughs> yeah, couple digits. What's the matter with that? Couple banana digits. You can't go digits. three knucks deep. Well, it's it's. I always bring it back to if there was if this room, okay, the five of us in this room, if we were the only people on Earth, and uh, for whatever reason, and then you know the only no. people, and there was like four other prostitutes. And you know, would would one of us arrest the other one and lock us in jail yeah, for have, having sex I'd, with somebody? I'd have money? to. Law's the law, my right. man. I'm think about have to think you. about how crazy that would be it's if not, it was four of us. Weird, right? And one one of us said, I mean, there was we were the only men on the planet, and we we found out. Brennan found out that you were having sex with prostitutes, and he's like, I got to bring you in. Bro, I got to bring you in. You're like, what? Yep. He's got some crazy cage <laughs> yep. set up with bamboo fucking bars, some fucking lost cage on an island somewhere because we're the only people. Like, you can't have prostitution in, the, in a, a civilized world. That's ridiculous. Well, it's just as ridiculous if there's 400 million. Right. It's just as ridiculous. A grown adult telling another grown adult, whether it's male or female, what they can do or can't do that harms no one. The woman makes a decision, whether for whatever reason, decides she wants to have sex with a man and she wants to get paid for it. The man makes a decision. He decides, I'm tired of dealing with this bullshit. I don't want a relationship. I just want to pay for sex. And these women, they pretend that they like me and they really don't. So I'll just give them what they want, which is money. Right. That For guys who are unattractive... That is the only way I to bang know. hot chicks. Well, right. it's easier to control right? people. There's nothing wrong well, with that. We better have a it's personality. Easier, it's easier to control people that then. are married with kids than single dudes banging prostitutes. You can't control those dudes. Yeah. You can't, so you got to make that shit illegal. It's, it's amazing. way better it's when amazing. they have kids. It's illegal. It's amazing. It's a puritanical stupid. law. It goes back to, you know. It's stupid. It's yeah. a stupid law. Don't be and mad. And this is, you know, you don't want your daughter <laughs> don't be mad, bro. doing prostitution. I don't want my daughter doing prostitution. But uh, the, the reality is... People are going to have sex with people, and one of the reasons why prostitution has a stigma attached to it is the legality of it. That's the, one of the mm -hmm. main reasons. Exactly. It's just exactly. sex. We're all for it. We're fucking weird with sex, man. Very Human weird beings with are sex. so weird Pro with sex. Always have been. I, I think it goes back, though. I think it goes back to the, the kinds of diseases we didn't have cures for. Think about antibiotics have only been around for about 60 years, uh, maybe even less. I mean, when you got syphilis and gonorrhea and you got other diseases, it was no joke. Oh, no, no Everyone joke. knew if, you're, and, if and you so had a runny dick. And so there was a stigma. There was a stigma to especially syphilis. You went crazy. I mean, <laughs> crazy. I mean, you did. I mean, there was a stigma to sexual uh, 
liberal sexual activity because it was in many cases very unhealthy in the did, way did they the put diseases, syphilis victims in like some kind of institution where well, that's what like, happened Al Capone. Did they do that? you, you, that's what happened Al, Al Capone yeah, people died it's what happened to Nietzsche Nietzsche became syphilitic I mean uh, a lot of famous I mean, the modern day in celebrities come down with uh, well now they hit you with <laughs> antibiotics penicillin actually clears it up right away you get a shot in your ass they can cure that shit quick yeah. now man but it's until penicillin like... came along syphilis was awful because what happened was you would get a, a uh, sore you get on, your, from on the end of your dick. No, I don't think so. Sore <laughs> on the end of your dick, and then you would go. Cr- then, then it would incubate for a long time, like ten years, and then you would start to lose your fucking mind. There's Not no good. way it could incubate for ten fucking years. Well, I don't there is a way, shit. and it did. So. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of diseases that can no, incubate in your body for a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, know. that was the thing about HIV was that the incubation people the incubation period was what scared the fuck out of everybody. What about that? Did guy you hear about HIV? Now it's really interesting because of the protease inhibitors and stuff. It's had to mutate so many times that it actually has weakened itself. You believe it's that? It's had to make shit? so many compromises, dude. You people have aren't to dying listen. from it, right? No, HIV. You're straight. You believe yeah. in that? Michael Jordan's. Yeah. I mean, Michael J- guy on John the podcast. The virus is actually weakened over time. You have to listen to this radio lab podcast called patient zero it's fucking amazing it's yeah. amazing what is it about because they tracked hiv from the time they used to have this guy that they thought was patient zero he was a gay guy that was having sex with all these people and he knew that he was infected with it, it was the early days mm-hmm. of aids in in america like in the 1980s and everybody thought that this guy was patient zero and he was infecting all these people. Then they found out. They traced the lineage back. I want to encourage everybody, if you haven't w- listened to Radiolab, it's a fucking amazing podcast. It's so good. Radio it's so Lab. consistently good and really well produced oh, wow. and really well edited. It's genius. Radio and they had this um, this these doctors, these scientists that traced the lineage of the, the, the disease, they brought it all the way back to the early 1900s. Monkeys? Well, the, they, well, they brought it all the way back to the early 1900s in America, and then they brought it all the way back to uh, even earlier than that in Africa. It came from a hunter. And the, the, the number one theory is a cut hunter. Like a hunter, because in Africa they kill a lot of monkeys. They, they eat them. You know, they, they call it bushmeat. They'll kill monkeys and chimps. And that someone killed a monkey or a chimp, and that chimp... As they were cutting it, they cut themselves and they got the blood in the cut. And that chimp had killed and eaten two different types of monkeys that had two different types of infectious diseases. Two simian, different simian types of virus. Im- yeah, yeah. So two different types of immune immunodeficiency diseases. Mm-hmm. And those two mutated inside that chimp's body and then got into a person and then it became wow. Live. And you know how hard that is to believe. That they nailed that shit down to some doo doo cut. Well, listen, thing. science. Well, listen, is they, good they, at they, that. Can, they, if you listen to the podcast, they explain the lineage, they explain how they did it, yeah. it is, and it is fascinating. They've also isolated why, which I thought was fascinating. Why didn't HIV, why was it a disease, a heterosexual disease in Africa and not in, in among Northern Europeans and Europeans in general? Well, it didn't make any sense. They kept thinking there's secondary infections and stuff. And what they found was that anybody of European lineage typically- Black plague, right? Yeah. If you survived the black plague, you had a mutation in your gene that made you resistant to the HIV virus, which is wild. And they've isolated that. And so what's really wild is like, um, there's a, I always encourage people to read a book called Why Evolution is True, Evolution is True by Jerry 
coin. And he's an evolutionary biologist. And uh, man, when you really look at the science of how they isolate these things, when they look at the genome and they look at uh, like the, the, what they can read on a gene, like viruses that were, that, that were dormant, that you, you share the same kind of viruses that uh, your, your like ancestors, your monkey ancestors did. Really fascinating stuff. The, the, the overwhelming evidence, like as we learn more about evolution, it becomes more true, not less true, which is fascinating to me. So there, there are a lot of things when, when you I believe in evolution, that. but the whole HIV thing, you know, I listen to Doucheberg and that Doucheberg guy makes, is a good name for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It makes man, a lot of sense. Yeah. But here's the problem. He doesn't make sense to biologists. He's he not a virologist make, either. He, yeah. He? he doesn't make sense to virologists. Okay. He doesn't make sense to any of the researchers that have been working for decades. Mm-hmm. If it was a really, I thought I was with you before I talked to Doucheberg and then talked to other scientists about it. And if it was a real issue where they really couldn't understand the differences between what Duisberg was saying and what other biologists are saying, uh, it would make sense. But it's it's out there. All the information's out there, and it's hotly disputed. Like Duisberg is wrong about so many different things about how viruses behave and about HIV in general. That's right. It's not not a specialty, man. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty convinced that he made some pretty critical errors in the early days of HIV, and then stayed with that information. Well, he also he also also testified with Mattias Rath, Mattias Rath, who was pushing his vitamins on South Africans and telling them not to go with regular um, uh, produce protocols. And he said, take my vitamins and that's how you'll cure your disease, HIV. And Duisburg was with him when he testified. And you can see the people in the, the, the they were talking about the people that were working on the ground with these things. They were like shaking their head going, this guy hasn't, he's, he just flew in. He has no idea what we're dealing with. He doesn't know, he does not see what we're dealing with on the ground. He doesn't see the kind of, the kind of disaster we're dealing with, the, 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 the health crisis disaster and watching people die and get sick and stuff. And this guy, Duisberg's coming in and testifying that... that well, well, are not, well, if Duisberg is wrong, him. then we basically stopped AIDS. Like, AIDS was going to be a thing that affected in the, if the, in the 80s when you heard all the predictions, one out well, of four. A lot four, of people did die. One out of four. Yeah. But... They predicted one out of four people between the ages of 18 and 35, something like that. It was going to be, it was going to be like the Black Plague. Mm. And if Duisburg is wrong, then, man, we licked AIDS. AIDS yeah, but shit. you know what? No people, one's of AIDS. When you say that, like people saying that, you know who was saying that shit? The media. And you know the media, if it bleeds, it leads. Anything saying that's what, controversial, what was the, what was that everybody was going to die. Yeah, that everybody's yeah, yeah. going to die. You talk to health like professionals, you, a lot of people, first of all, did die in Africa. A lot. And, and a lot of people in this country died. Do you know what has killed half of the people that have ever died ever? Wait. Wait. Malaria. I was going to say either. Malaria is a motherfucker. Malaria Malaria kills more than a million people a year. Mm -hmm. Malaria kills the shit out of everybody. That's why Bill Gates was so instrumental. And he said, what you really need is mosquito nets. (laughs) Yeah. I had a dude on my podcast that had fucking malaria. I've seen seen malaria with my own eyes. I've seen somebody suffer from that. Malaria is terrifying. When I was a kid, I watched from the mosquitoes. He was was like this. "Uh, You shake. You're so cold. Uh, Yeah. And you can fucking die easy. A lot of people die from malaria. It sucks. A good percentage of the people to get malaria die. Ebola is another one. Yeah. Ebola's, Ebola's fucking terrifying. Yeah. What do you think about this whole Ebola shit that's been going on in the last couple months? Pretty contagious. You know what, man? Hype. Here's a bunch of shit that's going on. It's not hype. It's it's real. It's contagious as fuck because AIDS workers are getting it. People that are giving uh, people that are medical aid workers, people, yeah. aid workers, yeah. people that are medical professionals are getting it. Yeah. So you know they they're dealing with situations where they're trying to help people and you're around people all the time. Yeah. 
Well, because they figured out a way to close it off in the yeah. United States. It's so, so very few cases. The thing is, I saw I saw the, the odds of, of dying from Ebola. So I mean, the chances. More, are I mean, crazy. in How other countries, in other countries, if you get it, it's almost a death sentence. Right. But in America, it's about forty percent. Forty percent of the people that get it's American, med- it's very high. It's pretty high. But forty percent of the people, the, the people that have all come over from Africa that have had it, are all fine. Yeah. They're, they don't know. All, they don't know. Lived. They they were talking about. They were trying to isolate why some people survive and others don't. They actually don't know. They think it is genetic. They think you either have a genetic resistance to it, where because typically overall, if you look at the grand statistics, seventy, you got a seventy percent chance, I believe, of dying if you get a Ebola. If you look at the broad statistic, something like that. What but, are the odds? What are the odds that the Ebola thing all over the news was a distraction from, like, let's say, Syria? That, I, I don't that, think a, I don't think the news can work that way because there's so many no. different independent outlets, no. so many different independent. And remember, the people on the ground, like the doctors that are going there and making no money and just going there, that's where we're getting a lot of our information. We're also getting our information from mostly health workers. We're on We're getting the ground, our information you know? from CNN and Fox News. Yeah, that's where and we're they're, getting they're trying our to get America to panic yeah, all the time. You don't think there's a possibility all that that's all a distraction? I think I, I agree with that. Totally I control. think the media makes money by sowing fear. I think you don't think the media is controlled. You don't think the media is controlled. By whoever's running everything, you think the people that are running everything have for don't I think think about controlling I think the, world's the media? Too complicated, th- and there are too many other interests for anybody to run everything. For example, take the administration, take a pre- take a presidency. First thing any president always says is what I had no I had no control, no power. Why? So many different people in his cabinet have different agendas. Everybody's undermining everybody, and so I think it's very difficult for any one group to take total control, and they usually get found out. That's I just the think problem. the media they usually man. get found media, out. Yeah. Woo. Okay, typically. What do you never think, get Eddie? found out. What do you think? I think that you can't trust shit. It's not a bad when you thing see a CNN and Fox. I think everything that's coming through the major news networks all have an agenda behind it. Whether it's distract, because if I was running shit, I would. If I was running shit, and they said, "Hey, what do you think we should do?" I'm like, uh, uh, "Wait a minute, are you guys controlling the media?" First of all, if they say. We're not really controlling the media. They do whatever they want. I would say control the goddamn media. What the fuck are you guys but doing? But how would you control the media? Explain to me how, how you think you would control the media, for example. Like you the know? Ebola thing, for example. Like, like when you have all those different people dying, right? And you have people what, on the ground. Uh, you think more people dying than the flu or Ebola? No, 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 no. But, but Ebola is so Way devastating. More with the flu. Exactly. Then, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, but Ebola, then how do you explain Ebola, that? Well, I think because, because, because Ebola, sexy. Ebola is, is, hard, is very difficult to cure and probably not, uh, uncurable. And also because it's so devastating and it's so contagious. And it, and it spreads like wildfire because a lot of these people who were there, were, were, when their loved ones were sick, they would take care of their loved one and they would absorb the fluid. Okay, in let, me, let me ask you this. Died. Why isn't the news covering all the innocent women and children dying in these Middle East, Eastern countries through U.S. bombs. Why are they not covering that? Well, I think they are. They're I, not. I, I think, I think that, that, that sometimes the news can be sanitized, and I agree with you. But what I'm saying is that I think, and I agree, that I think that— You know how many people died I, in, I think in, you're, in Iraq? I think you're right not from the, to trust— How many people died in Iraq? I, I don't know, but a one, lot, over one million probably. civilians. Yeah. Over one million civilians. It's, it's, I've, it's not I've a heard conspiracy a lot of different, no, I've heard That's a lot of one different. One million. Statistics. How many people have died of Ebola? Not many. Five exactly. thousand. Yeah. Less. Yeah. Over that, one million civilians died in Iraq. You don't hear about that shit. We've read about that. I've heard about no, that. No, they never. They, they're not covering yeah. that. That's that's a Holocaust right there. Why aren't we? Uh, Aiding the families, uh, families of these people. Why aren't we talking about this? No, we're talking about some. So to me, to me, if I was running shit, I would have 
the media on motherfucking lock. I would have the movie industry on lock. I would have the TV but, but industry on lock. How would you lock. do that? I mean, Easy. The CIA has been in checking scripts since the 50s uh, to make sure that communism doesn't sl- infect movies. The CIA, and the CIA you know has that. no say and could never tell a studio are what you kind well, of, that, that's oh, actually you need, not oh, that's true. ridiculous. That's not true. You don't know that. No, you're that's just, not true. You're not aware. There's actually one one of the things about WikiLeaks and one of the things about finding out more about what kind of information the CIA uh, or what kind of uh, operations the CIA has been involved with. They've been involved with the influence of Hollywood movies forever. Operation Mockingbird. Yeah, but, but operation Mockingbird wait, is wait, a real but, CIA but, operation. But, 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 wait, wait. but it gives them access. Look, a lot of these guys what about, want. What about zero, a lot of these guys want. 30, right? A lot of these guys, first of all, want to be patriots. A lot of these guys, these producer assholes that are involved in these movies, studios. They also they want access to information that's going to allow them to make a very realistic film. They want the government to be behind it. So. Right. If you're doing a movie like on, you know, f- fill in the blank, uh, Black Hawk Down, some right. shit. But Zero they Dark want- Thirty, they got in trouble because Zero Dark Thirty, a lot of people in the intelligence community got in trouble because it was so real. And a lot of those things, the the intelligence community didn't want exposed. So I don't, I don't, I don't mean, think, I don't think, movies. but you're saying, I don't think but hold on a second, power stop. As you think. No, you're you're saying Hollywood as if it's one guy. Right. It's not one guy. No. You're talking about dozens of sure. studios, Harry, thousands of Harry people, Anslinger. producers, money coming from all sorts of different directions. Right. A lot of it foreign, you know, so you, you know, by saying the CIA had one problem with one film discrediting CIA influence on Hollywood is kind of silly. You think CIA has influence on Hollywood? Listen, listen, listen. They have had. But what do you mean? Light, how about there's a great article in The Guardian. There's uh, one. Uh, there's but, there's a great article on global research called Lights, Camera, Covert Action, The Deep Politics of Hollywood. And it's uh, it's uh, I mean there's just not well, just if one Brian thing Glazer about it. and Ron Howard want to make a movie. I doubt very much, and the they writers listen, and the actors. Listen. I doubt very much they're list- the CIA is coming and saying, "Hold on, guys, you can't do this." <laughs> you what are you talking about? Yeah. What you're saying right there is yeah. you're comp- you're so just completely oblivious. The CIA is telling those guys. Completely ob- I think the Brian CIA Brian is the, the CIA is telling those guys yes. what they can and can't yes. do. The CIA, yes, <laughs> they're controlling Hollywood. Yeah, okay, listen. Harry Anslinger was the first drug czar in the United States. He's single-handedly responsible. If you've done the research of uh, making marijuana putting it into a schedule one category. Harry Anslinger, he was the one guy who was, pu- who was standing in front of Congress with fake newspaper reports that, that stated, look, Congress, we got to outlaw this dangerous drug called marijuana. But, but, it's making but, people, but, but, listen, let me but, Eddie, nobody's let that gullible. I mean, I'm not, you're not. Wow, you, see, right? you, know, you just don't know. You just don't know. But I don't the, know what. Reason, You're giving them listen, so much listen, credit. Listen, I... listen, listen. Harry Anslinger was the guy responsible for marijuana. After marijuana's prohibition, he got into investigating or looking into Hollywood scripts. He was in charge of making sure that communist mm-hmm. screenwriters sure. weren't trying to brainwash yes. the public. That's right. So the CIA immediately. That was the the McCarthy era. That's right. That nev- they never pulled out. You think they pulled out? Once you're in, you're fucking in. You think they pulled out? Eddie, I can I can write I can write anything I want criticizing the you CIA. You think they right? pulled out? You think hold they on, pulled on. out? They got in. I can make a movie. I can make a movie. Everybody, let's have a conversation. Yeah, so. I can make a movie. Yeah, I can make a movie of criticizing the CIA. Right? No, you can't. And you're telling me that I couldn't do no, that? No, you can't. Depending on how you criticize them, they will come down at you. They will knock on your fucking door and talk to you. 
That's what they will do. Or they just turn on your fucking laptop camera and catch you beating off a thousand ah, times. Dude, dude, are you kidding? Are you kidding? They were in. It's a fact that they were in. Harry Anslinger was the guy who brought in the government to inspect the scripts to make sure there was no communist plot. You think they pulled out? Okay, so does the CIA control uh, the news outlets as well? Do you know in 1996 the CIA announced that it had established an entertainment liaison office which would collaborate in a strictly advised advisory capacity with filmmakers? There would be idiots if they didn't. If they didn't, and they brought me in the CIA 80 man go, you motherfuckers got the fuck out. You guys were in and you got out? How retarded I, I are you? I think if you talk to it's the very... New York Times editorial board, they would laugh you out of the room if you said Dude, that you the don't CIA even, you don't controls even know Harry Anslinger no, is, I, man. Do Houston, I, don't, I don't know if they control everything. What I think is research, that they've yeah. had they don't some control influence. Everything, but Hold they... on, Eddie. Come on, man. I think they've had some influence on some movies because especially movies about the the agency themselves, yeah. they've been consulted. Sure, Nas- and, national security yeah. secrets and, and you can't. Wanting expose, to make yeah. sure that they know how to look. If you're a guy and you live in Hollywood and you have no history at all in in secret service or anything, you want to know how the fuck things work. Right. How does it work? Sure. What what kind of a conversation does the president have mm-hmm. if they're about to drop a bomb on somebody? What what happens if someone is trying to kidnap the president's family? What mm-hmm. what steps take place if we are going to uh, plant a phony dictator in place mm-hmm. or you know so th- there is without a doubt some discussion i mean they've had some discussion but they've also been laid bare haven't they in this past like look at how bad they look with this torture report from from the intelligence committee yeah i have uh, mike baker well, what do you think of that it podcast. doesn't matter because the cia was is is the what everyone blames. It's okay. The people above the CIA, they're like, blame the CIA. Look, the CIA. So the CIA has different directors. They keep rotating. Nobody's accountable for anything. It's just CIA. The CIA's been, you know what the Iran Contra, uh, Contra scandal uh-huh. was? Sure. George Sr. was the vice president, was the head of the CIA, became vice president. There was an assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan, who's known as one of the most oblivious, dumb, dumbest presidents, only second to George W. And George Singer becomes president, the head of the, the, the CIA. His father, Prescott Bush, started the CIA. His father, Prescott Bush, financed the Nazis through Union Bank. That's not a conspiracy theory. Hold on, Eddie. It's all CIA. Drop some knowledge on him, Eddie. Brian, pay attention, Brian. Take notes, motherfucker. So so it's the CIA or you're saying it's not the CIA? There's somebody... The CIA is just the the whipping boy. There's nobody accountable in the CIA. Who's really running this shit then? Who knows? The people with all the money. The Rockefellers, moves, J.P. Morgan, all the people around. with all the money. The international yeah. bankers. But the CIA is perfect. The CIA has been busted many times. The CIA has been busted. Br- the, the, if you listen to uh, Rick Ross, the CIA is the biggest drug dealer in the United States. How crazy is that? That's not a conspiracy theory. They brought over Facts. $5 billion of coke in the 80s. How's Five it feel, Brian? Billion. All those little drug cartels. In, in, all, it, all, the little, all the little drug cartels. <laughs> Get busted on the news in Mexico and Juarez and all that shit. That's a distraction. Meanwhile, the CIA is bringing in coke by the uh-huh. military. This is not conspiracy theory. Nope. You don't see anything wrong with that? Yeah, Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan dare to keep kids off drugs. Yet the vice president bullshit, is bringing dog. in all the drugs through Mina, Arkansas. Bill so Clinton- the vice president is bringing in drugs. 
I'm like, he's getting attention. Look, he's getting into jujitsu. He's getting into jujitsu. They got busted. His legs are all like closed off. George Sr. got busted. Oliver North, Iran Contra, 1980. Sure. You, you know, know about what that was Gary about? Webb. That was about selling drugs. That sounds like drugs. Brody Stevens that was doing about, comedy. That was about bringing drugs in, selling <laughs> arms. They well, got busted. It's a it, fact. That they wasn't the con- the Iran Contra scandal. wasn't actually about drugs, though. Yes, it was. He's just not going to get yes, it. Yes, it, it was. was. You're just it not understanding. It was well, about guns that and was, drugs. That was a it part was of it. Guns and drugs. The drugs were definitely was, a part of it. They got busted. Drugs, drugs and coke. Selling drugs. Yes, selling. Rick the Ross real did. question is, how far up does it go? The guy who was getting the drugs to Rick Ross, who was he actually being greenlit? They were dropping off the drugs in Mena, Arkansas. A few officers. Is it the head of the CIA? That's where it gets. Why would you weird. say? Like who, who's why involved? would the CIA do that? Make for money. money. They can make money. money. That's how they, yeah. finance That's how they the financed the Iran contract. And they were but putting the, it in the hold pocket. On, the CIA, the CIA ha- gets <laughs> all the money they want from the U.S. government. They do whatever. No, they don't. Yeah, but they don't, no, they don't. because they have to. They have, do you know what their budget? Is? They have to. No, do you know what their Brian, budget is? They have it's to get secret. approved, dude. Yeah, dude. But they have to get approved. They get approved by. They get approved. It's pretty much been proven that they weren't with this Iran contract. So they got busted. So hold on. So 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 let's say they sell drugs and they get that money. Okay, so they, they did. It, they it? did. Hold on, they did it illegally, right? Of course. Okay, so black market. Now, now, hold on. Who? What do they do with that cash? I mean, you're right. We don't know what they do with it. So fuck it. It's not real. I'm just saying that the CIA is such a big bureaucracy. So you need their tax and, and, reports. And, and everything they do basically is under civilian control. I mean, t- I'm just saying. Yeah, that, right. Uh, technically. Yeah, right. So what it's in the world? Ops, but they, they get as many. They get. They get they, the Senate Intelligence Committee gives them any pretty much. They have that's a, pretty much true. a blank check. They have a you lot of money. That's not true. They don't get all the money for, through Congress. That uh, They get it all bl- black ops style. They sell drugs, sell arms. That's what they do. Do you they have got evidence to that? It's already, it's, it's busted. Just Google it. Look it up. Google Iran-Contra. They got busted. And the crazy thing about that, not only did George Sr. get busted doing it as a vice president, but he became president. He got busted? And then the... Dude, he didn't get busted. Yes, he got busted. But nobody he, gets indicted. Nobody is held accountable. Well, all it's a waste North. of time. They put, all, they put everything on Oliver North. They put everything say, on Oliver North. When you say busted, like in what way was he busted? Busted. Everybody knows that looks into it and and doesn't trust the fucking government. They go, you fucking criminal. He's a criminal. Right, right, George right. George right, Singer right, is a right, criminal. Right. So are all the presidents. They're all criminals. Right, you can't be a president unless you're a criminal. I understand that. But when you say busted, like what specifically points to the fact that George Bush was involved? In Oliver drugs? North said he was his boss was George Senior. He was the vice president. Right. Everything but was Oliver running North, through George. Oliver North has never said anything about drugs. He's all right, never all admitted right. that he Not was a part right. of selling drugs. What do you think? Be honest. I don't know, but the point is when you say busted, like if you're going to point – like if you were in a court of law and you said this, you it's said like, he it's was like, Drugs were never mentioned. OJ didn't go to jail for murdering uh, Nicole, but we, we know he did it, right? Do you, do you believe that he did it or didn't? Well, this is a just this it's is a completely list. distorted uh, argument, dude. though, yeah. because you, you know you, when you say George Bush was busted for selling drugs, or George Bush was busted for enabling Oliver North to let drugs go through South Central LA, I don't really think he was. I mean, did he have anything to do with it? No. If the CIA had something to do with drugs and they used that money to fund the that's you know, still the a theory. Controversy. It's not a theory. It's about nobody selling arms. Get, nobody it was really get, about no selling arms illegally and con- using that money for illicit nobody reasons. Nobody is and they ever got caught, accountable. But they got caught. You want to believe that shit? You can believe but that they shit. Got nobody caught, is ever accountable. 
Nobody, nobody will ever be accountable for that shit. No one gets thrown in prison for that shit. Somebody just nobody wrote on the, the CIA... message board that we need a fight companion for this fight companion. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is nobody I'm not ever, I'm not nobody ever gets accountable for shit. CIA agent. Uh, That's um, true. I wonder Nobody if they're going to be accountable ever, for freezing e. people Howard to death Hunt, and rectal e. Howard feeding. Hunt, yeah, e. Howard Hunt is a CIA serious. agent. Hey, listen. E. Howard Hunt is hey, a listen. CIA agent <laughs> who for years defended the CIA against any involvement in the JFK assassination. For years, E. Howard Hunt, he was involved in Watergate as well. Very well-known, high-level CIA agent. For years was the one guy in, the, in those documentaries about the JFK conspiracy theory. E. Howard Hunt's like, you ain't got no proof. What do you guys got? You know, he was killed by a lone nut, uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, on his deathbed. He said that was all bullshit. He goes, listen, it so was all bullshit. So what do you think right, the average, so what the thing the about the deathbed CIA confessions? Is deathbed like. confessions, first of all, I've never seen it. Have you ever seen, seen a video of the deathbed confession? I'm sure you're saying I've some seen crazy the video. shit It's all over YouTube. It's a video? There's many interviews where he was dying. He was like, he, dude, and it's never made any of this. E. Howard Hunt, okay. the guy that I haven't was, seen it. But if you've seen it, was he old e. Howard and Hunt, fucked up and broken down? No, you tell me the truth. It's I mean, only it, two minutes. It's two minutes, but there's actually okay, okay, a, but a 30 a minutes of it. Eddie, come on, man. If if people are old, they like they get delusional okay, as fuck. Joe, you're I'm going to say some crazy shit on my deathbed. Hey, Joe, Joe, I'm going to yeah. lie. Joe, no, no, I lie listen, anyways. Listen, I mean, listen, 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 listen. I'm not sure if it's true. You know what? You're right. I believe you guys. Until I'm you, you see I'm it. I'm with you, Eddie. You Whatever you say, let's get but counted. But let's watch it. It's two and a half minutes. It's two and a half minutes. I want to feel like I know. You listen to him, and then you tell me with your judgment of if this guy's lying. This guy's a high-level CIA agent. let me ask you a question. Eddie, let me ask you a question. Watch this. Watch this. Let me ask you one question. You believe all that shit. I don't believe anything. I'm trying to help I'm just trying to help that. He's just and trying to are. educate. I love you, Brad. you. I love you, and you are. But okay. here's what I always, when, whenever you guys like, and and you, you know, you'll have a guy you're talking about who who admits all these things, and there's video on it. But the only thing that I always go back to is this: there are so many investigative journalists, so many who are good people who are trying to find the truth. A lot of people. I mean, if you look at the New York Times and Economist, let me just let me just listen. Uh, uh, NPR, New York Times, The Economist, Wall Street Journal. These people don't make a lot of money. But they do go to countries, they risk their own lives, and they, they are as concerned with the truth and exposing the truth as, they, they, as anybody. A lot Have of you heard guys. of Amber Lyon? But hold on. Hold, hold on. on. And, and what happens, the way, the way an editorial board works, is when you go and you say, here's my story, the first thing your editor says in a credible newspaper, like The Economist is the oldest magazine. How do you ever, know this? How do you know just, what the first thing I, they say? I is? know a lot of journalists. I've interviewed and you, them. And okay, I've interviewed and the them. first thing they say is what? But the first thing they but say is Eddie, your, but just uh, let, let them finish, yeah. man. And the first thing they say is what are, you need at least, th- I believe it's three credible sources that we can check up on before we can run a newspaper, uh, Max. And they're very careful about that. Okay. And so, so when you have that much information and you have the mainstream media, which is The Economist, the NPR makes no money. They, they rely on public funding and stuff. When when everybody is essentially sharing the same story and checking these things out, these guys are so credible. But they are. I mean, these oh, are. Yes. But, but, okay, these so, so, so you're saying that these journalists that are risking their lives are are lying, and your one guy is the one who has the truth. That's where this I get one confused. guy. You're exactly talking about some black saying. and white shit. <laughs> this one. I said that there's Red this one the guy best. who has all the truth. I said that this one guy has all the truth, and these journalists that you know so well aren't full of shit. I believe you that you all these journalists that you know aren't full of shit. You're talking about what journalists, what the the what the what the what the CNN asked them is, give me three credible sources. You don't know that shit. 
How do you know that? Well, shit? it's not CNN. He's or talking about the or New whatever. York Times. You want to think Times that? You want to think stringent. that? But what really I think the reality is that uh, uh, the the uh, major networks are full of shit. Mm. The government at the high levels is totally corrupt, and you could just. Follow the money and find out how corrupt everyone is. And the people at the top in politics are not waking up thinking about what can I do for the people. They're not thinking about that shit. They're thinking about how I keep my power and how I make money. That's my guess. I don't believe any of those motherfuckers. So you don't think anybody is in the news? I didn't say anybody. Okay. But you don't think the majority of journalists have have the interest of the truth in mind. You think Fuck they're being no. paid by somebody else. Fuck do you ever no. read the New York low Times? Level, have you ever read level. the New York Times or The Economist or, or do you listen to NPR? Do you listen to, do you read the Wall Street Journal? Do you ever read I, those? I watch CNN and do you read Fox those? Sports, do you read those publications? I don't, I don't, I don't watch CNN on a regular basis because I feel that I'm getting fed an agenda. Okay. Every now and then I'll watch it. Why would I re- read the New York Times? Yeah, I think that the people at the top have all that shit on lock. So why would I waste my time? The only time I do read New York Times or watch a CNN report, I'm always watching and going, what are these motherfuckers, what is their agenda and how are they trying to steer the public into a certain opinion? I don't believe I think they're all fucking corrupt. I think they're all full of shit, and it's been like that for 35, 40 years. I don't think you're being very fair at all. And I think you're—I think that's very arrogant to think that you somehow have the truth. And all these people—I never and said all I the have movers, the truth. And all the I just said and they shakers, don't have the truth. And I all the guys are b- that both it. using yeah. like mechanisms to fuel your argument instead of it's fun. facts. It's I'm fun. not using anything. I'm not sure arguing. You, because you, all, I'm just you, saying. You, you just, I just did. Think his, but you his, just did okay. because he never said that that you have all the truth. The people, I love people that talk about Howard Hunt's You're saying all these journalists are But he said E. Howard Hunt's deathbed confession, and we were talking about the CIA's admitted role in Hollywood. You tend to like not want to buy into any of that stuff. I tend to be the middle ground. So we, what we have is the mama bear, papa bear, baby bear. <laughs> I love situation. you. Know, you know that. I love, I love this I'm discussion. The middle, I'm the middle bear. You're one of those guys. My podcast host is you times ten. He will not. He think he will say he will say stuff like yeah he will say stuff like trust me i know the government's full of shit i know it's always been that way i know that that they're fucking us i know that but he says that and then he believes no conspiracy government conspiracy theories so it's kind of weird so it's way more over the top than you are i think for me is brian reed's yeah, and well, you I, know what? I, Zach reads a lot too. I think at the end, end, of, the, the, end of the day, you just need to educate yourself, Zach, Brian. Zach reads a lot of books too, dude. Zach is but, reading but, books Eddie, all Eddie, the fucking time. I, I, that might be the problem. That might be the problem. My, Eddie, the only thing that I that I think is that sometimes when we and we all do this, when we um, we decide that this is the enemy. Right. When we go, well, for example, I don't believe any of this. I'm not going to read any of this. And I think they're all, you know, or most of them are are not trustworthy. I, I think that you do yourself a disservice in some ways because I think the real enemy is is a lot less insidious and a lot less glamorous. And yeah. I think the real enemy, for example, is like let's just take campaign finance reform, uh, which is probably the most important thing to talk about. The, the money in politics and the way basically somebody in Congress has to spend 40 to 60 percent of his time calling people he doesn't know just to get enough money to get reelected. Now you got a problem. Or, for example, here's a huge enemy. So in I'm not two, disagreeing that, with that at no, all. No, no. And so That's two, all. 
well, part this, of it. Yeah, and so in 2000... That, that fu- but check fuels this out. my in, yeah, beliefs. In 2010, for example, this is fascinating, that we had some real problems in this country, some real challenges. And the thing that they were arguing about on the floor in Congress was swipe, swipe fees for ATMs. Swipe fees. Why? Because you had corporate behemoths that were arguing about their bottom line and influencing Congress because they wanted to make more money, and they didn't give a shit about the real issues that faced you, me, and the average person exactly. on Main That's Street. That's what I'm right? talking about. Right. I, I totally believe that. Right. And, and, but, but remember, now that was very, very much dilated and, and really exposed by some mm-hmm. of the mainstream medias. Mm-hmm. Like, well, New York Times did some great stuff on that. Lawrence Lessig, who's a, um, um, a Harvard lawyer. And wrote a great book called Republic Lost. So there's really great information out there. And if you know where to look, I think that a lot of people in earnest and a lot of great journalists do a great job trying to expose what the real enemy is. And I'm always fascinated with the fact that it's not even so much the CIA, although they come out looking terrible in this, what they did, you know, these 39 detainees and stuff. But how many people were involved in that? That's what I want to know. We don't know. I want to know, like, when you when you leave someone alone with detainees, like how many people are involved in the decision to torture them? them how many people uh, shield themselves from that to protect themselves they don't want to know just, they just want the information i wonder you know well they did a five-year study really and one of the things down. that one of the reasons the cia got caught was because a lot of cia um officers were were sending emails back to their superiors saying i don't like this this is really bad well you know this the one who got arrested was the whistleblower the whistleblowers right. in the jail that amazing. the whistleblowers in jail yeah. everybody else who fucking froze people none of to them death. none of them they have, froze them to have, death Got it they did awful stuff. Yeah. And 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 the other issue, from what I understand, is that a lot of this work oh, yeah, was, subcontra- was subcontracted right. out. They put him in a room naked. They chained him to a wall. The- they chained him to a wall, and he was naked. And, and, and I think it was cold. And yeah. Put, didn't and put the died. heat on him. He, he died, died overnight. Time? Yeah. Died overnight. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they Ooh. and we don't really know. By the way, we don't really know how many people this happened to, and we don't know a lot. Got to get yeah. that um, info. Uh, Yes, but I worked up this Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo just for everyone else at home. Eddie Bravo just went to pee. It's fantastic. But he gets so worked up. Over I, w- conspiracy I was hoping you'd jump over here and choke the shit out of Brian. He loves conspiracy theories. <laughs> he gets upset if there's a if rational we don't believe explanation. It. I know. We I don't believe him. him. He gets upset. And I love him. I love my Eddie Bravo. He, he, I don't see Eddie Bravo enough. He loves his conspiracy theories. Yep. Nobody yeah. loves conspiracy theories. Hey, listen, like before Bravo. we watch that, e. well, hey, what happened thing? with 9 11, Eddie? We don't have any Will time. you educate him? Unfortunately, we don't have any time. We've run out of time. The E. Howard Hunt Deathbed confession, which is just interviews with him talking about what really happened in JF- JFK's assassination. The CIA agent telling you Can what you the fuck happened. Yeah, he's telling you, but no Can one. Can you wants play to hear some of that, that for Callan? Yeah. But before you play it, real quick, before you play, you got to understand. We're not the, going to the, the basic. We can't. I mean, why not? Because why not? Why not? Too too we'll be able to show that. something on that. That's well, what I'm saying is when you look Ooh, at JFK. Yeah, we don't have any time. Okay. All right, all right. You, you wouldn't want to hear. Well, I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear your nine eleven. Like, it's deep, like Game of Thrones. Deep. JFK is as deep and complicated as Game of Thrones. Seriously, you have as many uh, members involved in that assassination as Game of Thrones. The names, the how they affected the assassination, everything. It's mm. so deep. If you look into it, it's so deep. It's fucking insane how deep it is and how deep the CIA was involved in it. It's very wi- it's widely known. It's not a conspiracy theory that JFK did not support the CIA's invasion of the Bay of Pigs. They did not. They, right. The CIA formed Operation 40, 40 assassins to take out Fidel Castro. The Bay of Pigs was their mission to go get Fidel Castro. 
JFK didn't support them, didn't support air support. They lost the Bay of Pigs. The CIA wanted, was so pissed at JFK. JFK fired the director of the CIA, Alan Dulles, fired the director of the CIA. Uh, as a result of what happened uh, in the Bay of Pigs. So the CIA's director is fired by JFK. The whole Operation 40, 40 elite international assassins assigned and put together to kill Fidel Castro, the, the, the craziest assassins ever, hate JFK. The vice president, Lyndon B. Johnson, was about to be indicted for two murders. Mac Wallace was his bodyguard who murdered people for Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson was a known gangster. He mingled with the top mobster. He was so... And he he decided the budget on the CIA and the FBI and was really close to um, uh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover. When you look at the, what went down, the only reason Lyndon B. Johnson didn't go to prison for two murders that he ordered Mac uh, Mac Wallace on to kill people. He was a gangster was because JFK died. He became president and cleaned that out. When you look at all that shit and then you also look at JFK in his in his 33 months in office, he had um, he had every month he had a different mistress. Every month, and one, me, of his, one of his mistresses. One of JFK's mistresses was Cord <laughs> Meyer. Was, huh? was I was like this. Listen, huh? yeah, Cord Meyer <laughs> was one of the top CIA guys back then. JFK, this was Son known that bitch. JFK was banging Cord Meyer's wife. So when you listen to this E. Howard Hunt confessional, he said, he said Lyndon B. Johnson orchestrated the whole thing. He listen, he's telling you, a CIA agent famous on his deathbed saying, you look at, it was Cord Meyer. Cord Meyer wanted him dead. And so Lyndon B. Johnson, he had Cord Meyer. Listen How to much this. time has Eddie Bravo spent smoking weed, peering out curtains? Can you first play that? Or this is going to kill No, no, it's no, two no, minutes. no, no, we Why can't. Why wouldn't you play two minutes? We don't, we literally, we literally, we literally don't, don't have any time, yeah. but we'll don't, tell everybody to nice go to it. It'd be nice to educate Callen, though. Brian, it'd be nice to play for Callen. it's fucking 11 o'clock. But still, if he's going to learn, he's got to learn. Yeah. E. Howard Hunt, deathbed confessional. <laughs> listen you to that on your own. You're you too strong on that one, you fucker. He's You're not even going to listen to it. You should be like, oh my God, let me listen to this. I don't believe I you 100%. That'd be thirsty for knowledge. You know what? You're will, a smart guy. Listen, You're a smart guy. This guy is breaking it down. And several people on this his... It's, it's all over YouTube. It's, it's, e. Howard it's, Hunt. It's, it's and it frustrating, no, Brian. No news ever. And this guy's ah. telling you how JFK went the fuck down. He's telling you he was there. He's telling you I was there. He's saying every assassin was there. They all knew about it. All Operation 40, they were dressed like bums. He said that. He goes, <laughs> I wasn't involved in it, but I was uh, on the bench for the big event. They called it the big event. Everybody knew about it. They all set up. Everyone. They were all involved. It was a huge Game of Thrones thing. Game Everybody Thrones has a great TV show, damn it. Yes. Yes. They have dragons. E. Howard Hunt, Deathbed Confession. I wish, no, I wish we had time to play it for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, we don't I have wish time. we had time. We don't have time. You, you go and you do your research I'm next do that. time, sir. I'm going to do that. He's ever not come back even, here with he that doesn't even want to look at it. He doesn't want to look at it. He doesn't. You ain't going to look at it. remember it. You don't want to learn, You don't want to believe it. Brian, you don't want to learn. Hey, guys, come on, man. Guys, come on, man. Guys, I think the news cares about the people and it's all about the people. We call Cal a CNN The news can't be bought and controlled. It's impossible. But that's a straw man. You can't really say that. He never says that. It's yeah. just he's he's talking about the ethics of journalism yeah. and the the importance of Callan's wrong. Sources. End of the day, Callan's wrong. But I don't the reality is any of those motherfuckers. Me neither. Does. I don't believe any of those fuckers. Some information Fuck is Callen. very difficult to acquire. 
for journalists. So they they also might... very, some information is also. What do you know about a Barry Seals? When you when someone says Barry Seals, you know a lot about him, right? Barry Seals, without a doubt, Listen flew drugs into Mena, Arkansas, without a doubt. And what Barry was Seals was involved in the murder of two kids that found a drop. They found a drop of cocaine. This guy was flying back and forth. There's numerous pictures of him, not just with CIA agents, but with numerous known drug dealers from South America and Central America. Without a doubt, he's a CIA guy, pilot. Yes, without a doubt. Not and only got that, murdered when he was about that, to talk. That, that is uh, older news, but more recent news. There was a CIA drug plane that had been to Guantanamo Bay twice that crashed with four tons of cocaine. One hundred percent guaranteed, verified fact: a jet that had been to Guantanamo Bay and been used by the CIA was guilty of transporting cocaine into the United States. Crashed because the Mexican authorities would not let them refuel. Yeah, that's like you know what? That's like you see in video. That's like you see in video of Joe Rogan mm-hmm. sucking dick and not believing he's gay. フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォトショップ。フォ
whatever the fuck they turn awesome. into. I, we need to do again do a whole 9-11 thing because you got to educate oh, Cal on that. You <laughs> what do you know about 9-11? What do you this is, you don't understand. This is not you real. You understand he's playing a role right now. No, I'm he not. Is fucking I just hate Cal. He's got a, you, are the worst, you are the worst instigator slash tongue-in-cheek. Look at him smiling like a kid caught with a bag of cookies. But no, you, for real, though. Seriously, 9-11, you believe, I don't know. Good night, everybody. Much love. I'm not sure. Peace. I'd love good to night. The CIA has uh, sponsored this podcast, and uh, it's now over. <laughs>